Welcome to the CIA Cinematically Informed Americans. My name's Sean Jones, and my co-hosts are... Jordan Calgar, Fred Hudson, Chase Griffin. And Chase will be our special guest host for the week. That's all right. And uh, just uh, just decided to do this after following a lot of different podcasts. Uh, I've been listening to Kevin Smith and Smallcast Network for about the last year. So uh, really just he made me want to do one for my one of my own. So I thought we all got together and I think it's going to be fun. So uh, first thing... Uh, just so everyone gets to know us a little bit more, of course, we're all kind of geeks here and into movies, games, and all that stuff. And so you guys have an idea of our own personal tastes. I want to do a top ten movie list for each of us. So uh, I'll, uh, I'm going to let you guys, one of you guys start. Jordan, you want to go through yours? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, <laughs> go ahead and start at the bottom here. Okay. Uh, at uh, number ten, What About Bob with Bill Murray? <laughs> just a personal favorite of mine. I can watch it at any time. And number nine, I had Back to the Future, the first one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. No, you don't yeah. want to. You don't want to include the second or third in that. Well, uh, first one's always just been the personal favorite of mine. <laughs> just too many, you know, good lines in it, and yeah, also. But, but the third one has the part where the guy, the kid, points to his dick. <laughs> <laughs> that it does. That it does. <laughs> Look out for those Easter eggs, you know? <laughs> and that's probably why I didn't include that one. Yeah, the, the Wild West is is not a place for comedies, unless it's uh, Django. Oh Django. well, we're going to be talking about a comedy set in the Wild West in a little while. There's okay. one in the news. So. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll be getting there. But okay, okay so uh, it's back to the future. Okay, and uh, moving on, I had at number eight, The Dark Knight with. Oh, yeah, of course. You know. The I Christopher Nolan movie. There's gonna be some crossover <laughs> on these lists. I have uh, I have I have Nolan's Batman trilogy on there. I included all of them, but I could I just certainly Dark Knight's the best one out. Yeah, it was my. I don't think very many people would argue that. <laughs> uh, very good. Also, the third one did very well with Tom Hardy. Yeah. I like the third. I know there's some contention there. We're gonna have mm. a next week. We're gonna That's have a, a whole next week. Thing. We're gonna have a whole <laughs> Batman segment. I want to do a whole thing on Batman, looking at all the different movies and stuff. So we'll save some of the Batman talk for them. But. Okay. And uh, the next one I had here was a another just personal favorite of mine. I can watch it at any time. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, wow. Good <laughs> <laughs> that kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love that little bass line that's in the theme song. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's uh, very great fun. Is, uh, great is a little yeah. bit of an exaggeration. All subjective. <laughs> it's it's true. Movie. It's true. It's your personal favorite. We wonder if girls are easy. <laughs> that's a great fucking movie. I like <laughs> I, That's like maybe the only movie where Gina Davis is actually hot. I think she's hot in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> She's hot and kind of a wholesome Marianne on Gilligan's Island way in Beetlejuice. Yeah. I, I think she's, she's attractive, but a little like, yeah, yeah. She does have a really big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was hot. And uh, Earth Girls are easy. She looked good. All right, go on. So, yeah, sorry, that's not even on your list. Well, All right, what five else minutes of Gina Davis for him. I'm sorry, I thought she was. <laughs> in that movie, I thought she was hot. I really liked Gina Davis in that movie. Other movies, not so much. Okay, so what's next? Okay, and I also had at number six, 
Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Depp, Benicio del Toro, great Hunter movie. Hunter S. Thompson worship. Yeah. Yeah. True. That is true. <laughs> but Johnny Depp is uh, amazing in that. I know you guys have you seen that uh, Chase, the uh, Where the Buffalo Roam? The one that Bill Murray. Oh yeah, oh, that, you haven't it's seen. Also, that. A really good one. That one's also I was torn between. Well, that's two. hopefully that's what a lot of this will start. Hopefully, it's like, oh my god, what's that? I've never heard of yeah. it. And hopefully, yeah, because that's one. That one's not nearly as well known. I don't think as I mean, at least not amongst maybe our generation and stuff. I'm sure when it came out, like in the '80s, or whatever, it's a people like it's fucking great. Yeah, the scene great. where he has in his briefcase the traveling martini bar and he makes the kid by the one time the kid's like what are you doing and by the end of it he's like mixing his drinks and taking notes for him yeah wait so have you seen fear and loathing Chase? yes you have seen Definitely. fear and loathing in las vegas right? and you liked it uh where the buffalo realm is stars bill murray and it's also about hunter s thompson and even includes the trip to vegas like briefly like parts of it right where they pick up the hitchhiker and all that and then nice. peter boyle of course, Frankenstein's monster from Young Frankenstein plays the Benicio del Toro role, you know, in the... Yeah, so it's, it, just, it, it expands nice. on the whole story with him, so... And they also play the character in a very similar way. Johnny Depp's a little more exaggerated, a little more weird, but also that whole movie, he was fucked up on a lot of acid. So, of course, he's going to be a little off. Yeah, where Bill Murray's character... Well, when Bill Murray's playing Hunter S. Thompson, he's looking at more overall thing. It was funny to me, all the people that thought... Rum Diary was like a sequel to Fear and Loathing. And <laughs> exactly. Went to watch it thinking it was going to be like that. And be like, mm, maybe you should. Yeah, it was toned down. The book or something first before you. <laughs> Did you see that? Chase? Uh, Rum Diary, yes. Rum Diaries? I liked yeah. it. I thought oh, it was yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Good movie. I'm just saying, you know, not a sequel to the I don't want to be the... desert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally different style. Not even Hunter S. Thompson. The Corvette. It was actually a book he wrote, uh, actually one of his fictional work. Right. Just a fictional character. So. But that also totally different direct. I mean, Terry Gilliam was the one who did uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and all of his movies are fucked up and crazy weird. So, you know, that style's not even in the others at all. So, yeah, all right. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, okay. And uh, number five, I have a childhood favorite movie of mine uh, The Goonies. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I actually saw that at the now uh, defunct Will Rogers Theater as a child. When it came out, my dad took me and my sister. And That's my awesome. Uh, just phenomenal. We all wanted to be the Asian kid with the Batman backpack. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, only one. Well, he was the, yeah, he had all the <laughs> well, of he, he was like the little Batman of the group. I mean, he had all oh, the guys. Oh, was great. Yeah. One thing I realized I watched that recently, I had Indy watch it. And he... It's kind of interesting. You know, he's only three. A little and young. It's, yeah, it's he's only three and a half. Totally but he liked some things in it, though. He's like, what's going on? Now I think he's changed so much in just a matter of a few months. I think now, at this point, he would like it more than he, watched it, yeah. than he watched it in the summer. But uh, but one thing I didn't realize is uh, Corey Feldman, when he's talking to that mom, he's some fucked up shit. He was like saying how he was well, telling her in Spanish. In basement, no, he's speaking this is Spanish. where the master keeps his handcuffs or whatever. <laughs> That's like, the torture chamber. Like, never go up there. And he's she's like, like, yeah, he's like the heroines in this drawer. He's like, don't never touch the heroin or the drugs and all this stuff. Like it was so messed up. Like I didn't think of, it. That's just why they called it mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as much as a kid movie as uh, as I remembered. Whenever I got to those. Well, bars. then Josh Brolin is the trope so tough older brother with the. 70, late seventies, early eighties, headband yeah. on, <laughs> bench presses on the porch. Yeah, I don't think ever anyone ever saw him going on to do what the shit he does now. Sagunis, an awesome movie. And uh, also at number four, I had the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Great yeah. movie. 
just one of my favorite Bill Murray movies, and it's uh, so late in his career, but it was just a great movie. Uh, just very well done, played indie style with all the just random uh, music being played in the foreign language. Is a David Bowie in Portuguese? I think David Bowie in Portuguese. That's it's what it was. so good, sung by the French black guy. Oh, uh-huh. it's so good! It's so good. <laughs> great, great movie. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought we weren't going to get any of the uh, the dick sucking of Wes Anderson until Shay got in here. Because uh, <laughs> oh, man, man, he is. Just, uh, yeah, we don't. That's again, he is that's all on the Wes Anderson. He's all about the Wes Anderson. And people that think yeah. that stuff's funny, and people that just. Watching her like I'm bored out of my mind. You know, <laughs> I, I like Wes Anderson. Anderson. Too. I oh, like Wes Anderson, but I'm not. Fan of bombs is I still need to rewatch. I need to rewatch World Tenenbaums because when I watched it, I just didn't. And then did he? It. Did Anderson? He also do the Darjeeling Limited. Yes, I have seen that one. I that took a, a time or two through for me to really. But man, I something about it then just clicked, and all of a sudden I couldn't get off of that movie. Man, I kept rewatching really it, and like it is really, it's it's exhausting. I mean, it's it's a He's crazy got, spiritual weird adventure. I mean, for me, I felt like the way the brothers and all the weird yeah. crap. He's got an impressive style and stuff. Like, I think he's, and I've liked his movies. Like, I liked Fantastic Mr. Fox a lot. Of course, I liked, uh, what's the, uh, Rushmore? Rushmore. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, Bill Murray. That was yeah. fantastic. Oh, I liked Life they? Aquatic also. I did like it. Though I didn't like it as maybe as much as some of the others, but Royal Tenenbaums is one that I just did not click with. Oh, I probably need to watch again. Did you ever see Royal Tenenbaums? No, Chase? I haven't. I'm over here taking notes from the movies that I need to watch. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm going to brush up on this shit. Okay, top three, Jay. Okay, top three. Number three, I have the original Day of the Dead, George Romero movie. Always been one of my favorite zombie movies. Not the favorite, but one of my favorites. It's not the best acting in the world, but... It's just entertaining to me. I, I'm a zombie enthusiast. Uh, oh yeah, love The Walking Dead. We're gonna get. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We'll talk. We're gonna talk a little bit. I want to talk about the comic book too because we've all read. I mean, Chase, how many volumes did you get up to on The Walking Dead? I haven't gotten very far. I think I'm only on like the third or fourth one. Oh god damn it! Right. That's all right. We'll just try to. Keep the spoilers down to a minute. Well, a girl guess. that I know recently, her mother gave her the first two volumes of the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead trades, and she had gotten them from work. She works at like an office, office, you know, a real that's adult right. job. You know what I'm saying? And like <laughs> yeah. they're passing them around there. I'm like, you guys are just like us. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you said Land of the Dead or Day of the Dead? Day, Day of the, the Dead. Day of the Dead. Okay. The original. From- I don't remember. Like, no, that I was thought Land of the Dead is where. Oh, the box. They almost yeah, have like civilization. In the zombies at the beginning, fucking playing yeah, instruments. Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> ridiculous as always. Wait, Anthony Hopkins? I know. Ridiculous. Yeah, as I was always, like, what are you sir, Anthony Hopkins. It might have been someone else, uh, but still. Just, <laughs> but someone in no, it being good ridiculous. Movie. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of uh, James Wood. No, uh, Dennis Hopper. Oh, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, That's who you're thinking of. Oh, yeah. Now I have and seen Land of the Dead. And he is ridiculous, yeah, as always. And, and also, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Yeah. yeah. They brought, they came back together after all those years from Mario Brothers. Isn't hey, that sweet? Totally, <laughs> totally weird, tangential Dennis Hopper thing, but have you guys ever seen a movie called River's Edge? 
Yes. Yeah. It's a true story about some teens in Oregon or something. Yes. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves, Yoni Sky, Dennis Hopper. It's me, uh, Crispin Glover. And Crispin Glover. Open up, it's me, I got the weed or whatever. It's like, <laughs> go away, no fuck up. Crazy, the dead body. Like, oh my god, I poked it with a stick. So crazy. Weird movie. Speaking of Dennis Hopper, you know, he was good in that. But there was a great uh, quote in that with uh, <laughs> just a fucking stupid quote, but it was uh, Keanu Reeves. When he's getting into a fight with his dad, he's leaving the house and he's like, Motherfucker, food eater. <laughs> yeah. And that's also so the kid that plays his brother in that was in one of my all time favorite vampire it's, movies, yes. Near Dark. That creepy, weird kid Near that was Dark, in like five know. movies. Yeah, that yeah. it had the, uh, uh, God, what's he that? He looks like actor a fat older brother, the guy from the kid from uh, Spy Kids or whatever. The he, he was a weird, He's a weird kid because I honestly couldn't figure <sighs> out. For, I mean, most of my childhood, the different movies I would ever, every once in a while see him pop into, I couldn't figure out if he's a boy or a girl. Yeah, because he does have that. <laughs> well, I mean, I honestly didn't know because there was also a movie called like Teen Witch, came out in like the eighties, and it had that little short lady from the, a couple of movies called Teen Witch, but it was like some the, of which aren't seen on, you know. But it was like the sh- <laughs> <laughs> but it was the short, the little short girl from uh, Poltergeist, the one who's like. Towards the line, Caroline. She was the head. Oh, the lady, the, the psychic. The yeah, yeah, she yeah. was in this movie with this, uh, and that little kid was the younger brother, and he was. I don't know. I could never figure. Out. I was like, I think that's a boy. Near I've seen Dark. That kid. Have you seen that? Near Dark. Near Dark. The cast of Aliens and Lance, Alien Pastor like from Lance, Heroes. Is it Lance Hendrickson? Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, that's uh, the guy's name. The chick. I can't remember her name. She was Vasquez in Aliens. Uh, She's oh, the shit. and then Bill Paxton. He's. I hate it when they ain't been shaved. You know what I mean? <laughs> everybody in that bar, and he hits that guy with his spurs across the throat. Oh, that's a great movie. They ride around an RV with aluminum foil on the windows and welding goggles on. Get him in the van. I do remember watching it. After Dark was a weird, creepy movie. Near Dark or Near Dark? Sorry, Near Dark. That was a weird, creepy movie to me as a child when I watched it. I don't know. I had a- it's yeah. Well, yeah. I was again. I was. Pretty young, 14, 15, maybe when that came out. Uh, Jordan. And uh, number two, I was really torn about maybe making this number one. Uh, the, the Big Lebowski, Coen Brothers. Oh, That's on your I, list? I, it was. I It didn't make the top ten, but it was on there for consideration. Oh, wow. That's yeah, a great fucking movie. One of my favorite movies. And uh, great acting by... John Goodman, oh, Jeff Bridges, Steve, and Steve Buscemi. He no, he gets, doesn't really do much. He doesn't do much. He gets put down all the time. But he, he does He just asks some questions. What time are you doing that? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. John Goodman is just... John Goodman's the... He's the shit in general. Yeah. Well, in the Coen Brothers movies. Yeah, in Coen Brothers. He's just about everything. No, in all honesty, I guess I have to admit, being on a movie podcast, I probably haven't seen as I have not seen all the Coen Brothers movies, and I know there's ones I probably should have seen that I haven't. Their um, first one, Blood Simple, I probably haven't seen since Showtime in the late, you know, early '80s or whenever it would have been on there. Like I know I've seen it or at least part of it, but it's been so long. Since then, though, most I would have to say I've seen 
So, Raising Arizona they've is... They've done a lot. I fucking love Raising Arizona. <laughs> Goodman and Forsythe as the two brothers escaping when they crawl out of that mud. I mean, it's just a great, an epic movie. That's how I always... Uh, I, I always think... That's how I get I know, but John Goodman, we were talking about this earlier. I don't know how many of you guys were here at work when we were talking about this, but uh, Fallen... Yeah, as, you, as some of you, you guys might no, all know, or I know Sean probably knows, but I'm not the biggest Denzel Washington fan. <laughs> but Fallen, oh, just fun. And I'm all into Supernatural, whatever. So I, I it was to great. me phenomenal. And John Goodman, so good in that. Wait, who's worse? Uh, who's worse, Denzel Washington or Kevin Costner? <laughs> Costner. Costner. <laughs> I mean, what about the Robin Hood with Costner? Am I, I the only one? No, no, no you're am I the only you one who likes that not. movie. <laughs> no, you guys love the Brian Adams, Fabio Mullet look. I, I don't. We were we were talking about this last night. Chase and I were on a. No, you know, you got no. a Robin Hood movie, and I'm like, well, honestly, if I have to pick a Robin Hood movie, it's either going to be the Disney Robin Hood with the fox. <laughs> it's so good. It's so it good. Is, Laugh if you want, but it's it's it is the classic Robin Hood story. Yeah, Everything's there. Yeah. Everything's there. Uh, or I gotta have Errol Flynn. I want Errol fucking Flynn. You know what I mean? The original swashbuckling guy with the mustache that got him oh, laid. You know what I mean? Like I didn't watch that movie. But I always remember seeing oh, the cover and seeing that picture of him. Technicolor type thing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean he's, he's literally swinging in on a rope. You know, there's no CGI stuff. He's sword fighting four guys, and it's just great. And he triumphs at the end because he's Errol Flynn. You know what I mean? Like Errol, Errol Flynn. You got. I mean, that's. I want to hear Jordan's number one. All right. Yep, Speaking one. of uh, black and white movies, oh, actually, uh, Night of the one, Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Who didn't uh, see that coming? Zombie enthusiast <laughs> yeah. has to have Night of the Living Dead at the top. <laughs> it, it was just a great movie. George Romero did an excellent job. Uh, all the actresses and actors did a great job in the movie. Really portrayed that sense of fear. Didn't they remake it in the 90s? Yes, they did. The they had uh, Tony Todd and I believe... Yeah. Uh, other people in was it movie. any good? It, 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 <laughs> it was not really uh, the best. I would equate it to the remake of Psycho with Vince Vaughn. It was almost frame for frame, exactly the same, wasn't it? I mean, just pretty yes, close to yeah, the, with the original. Story, somehow, I remember even the camera angles and seeing Tony Todd like boom, towards the end of the but movie, but not near as good with the light. You know, the black and white of that movie makes it so good because you, yeah, the mood and the shadows are are so well. I mean, because that looks like it was made on nothing. I want some pancake powder on your face. You're a zombie. <laughs> but uh, some friends of mine actually went to a sci-fi convention a year or two ago, and they met, I can't remember his name, but the guy that plays the brother at the beginning, they're coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> he was wearing the gloves and everything, you know, and they got their pictures, and I thought, oh. You know, I've been to a couple comic conventions, because I am, I'm funky. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a comic. I learned how to read, read comics. I love it. But a sci-fi horror convention... That's oh, something weird. You didn't and and uh, the guy that played Candyman was there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now, that's not... Candyman. That's not That's a real scary movie. He gave me <laughs> nightmares for a long time. See, well, now yes. I'm getting confused. When I watched it, I had to sleep on my mom's floor for two days. Well, I think of, like, I think of Tony Todd. Which one's Tony Todd? Uh, I'm thinking of the guy that plays the stepdad on Arrow. What? The stepdad on Arrow is the one I'm thinking of. Oh. He was in, like, a... What was it? Uh, the video game movie with the Mila Jovovich. Oh, Resident Evil? Evil? Yeah. Wait, that was cut up with the gridded lasers. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. That was well, the guy from Arrow? You know, death scenes yeah, the stepdad from Arrow? He was in Resident Evil? I'm pretty sure that's <clears> the guy. 
I don't know. Uh, I have not seen Arrows, so I can. Yeah, that's true. Put <laughs> on this. And Tony Todd, though. Uh, but I think you're right. Tony Todd is the guy from Candyman. I'm pretty sure, right? I think so. It was. I mean, it was back in the '80s. He was quite a bit younger, and uh, I believe shortly after that, he made the Night of Living Dead remake. The remake. I guess we'll. Look, I'll look this shit up later. I was going to say I need to not talk about these things unless I know for sure. <laughs> I, know, I know a lot of facts, and when I start talking about stuff like this, I'm like, everybody listens to this. Gonna be, this gonna <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times listen. Like I love Cone Smith, love listening to his podcast on Smokecast. But oh my god, some of the times like I cringe so much when I hear some of the the stuff that they go on and on about, where they're like Anne Frank and uh, what's her face, uh, <laughs> uh, Helen blind Keller. Helen Keller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Comedic tangents. Really, not actually, like was, oh, here's an autobiography of Anne Frank. But they were going <laughs> off all about <laughs> Helen Keller though, and he was like, he was. <laughs> Just trying to figure out all the stuff and he's so wrong. And then, like, later they're like, Yeah, everybody wrote in to us and told us how fucking wrong we were about all this shit. <laughs> how many That's Helen what? Keller advocates listen to Kevin's apparently, apparently, it was funny, but I don't know. It's sometimes like just stuff with movies and things, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I think I heard them talk about the Matrix and Kevin was trying to figure out something. I'm like, They explain it in the fucking movie, like, I. You know, you almost get, but like you can't chime in because you're just fucking. You're kind of like the guy in the corner who's just not allowed to talk. You just have to <laughs> listen to them. I try not. I try not to hold it against them though, because it's like even though I'm like cringing, like you know, nobody's perfect. We're all gonna fucking get stuff wrong. Let's just all right. But uh, it's the night of living dead. That's the night of living one. dead. That's the top for me. That's number one. I like that. Right. I mean, I knew it was coming. I knew that was going to be your number one. I had to include, and it wasn't going to be the only zombie movie in your too. list, but. I feel I feel like mine is going to end up being the most contentious. Uh, like everyone's going to be like, "The oh, fuck." All right, but okay, uh, Fred, you go ahead and go with yours. All right. Well, for one thing, this we'll was not 10. an easy thing yeah. for me. So I basically drew some guidelines for myself in that I didn't pick any movies that were made before I was born. Yeah, that's gonna do. And instead of what I know initially when I started, I was like, "Well, screw this. I'm just going to list." franchises and go with the most movies I can get in my list. But I thought that's kind of a it's kind of a dick move and it doesn't really tell anybody what's what's what. So my top ten in no particular order necessarily are The Godfather. Just to me it's <clears throat> it has everything in it. I mean that scene where Sonny Corleone gets shot down at the toll booth like and where where he beats his brother in law up and throws a trash can on him at the I mean it, it just everybody is so good at that. Even though De Niro is mostly in the flashback scenes in Godfather 2, and that's when it's, I knew it was you, Fredo, and all that stuff. The first Godfather movie to me, the ma- the wedding at the beginning, and just the whole way it plays out. And, and I was going to put me on the fucking ride for this, but I haven't seen Godfather 2 or 3, but I have seen one, so I no, guess I, I haven't have seen going. Godfather have you guys 3 is something that's okay for me. Chase, you, but you've seen one. Yeah. And you've seen one too, from, right? Yeah. It's How do you first. not watch the second one, though? That's, that's, that's a I've habit. heard the second one's phenomenal. We I've heard it's, oh, it's so almost good. just as good as the and first. And that's, you know, I did have the second one on my list, but then as I, as I thought about it, I thought, you know, really, that first one is the reason I was so into the story right. in the first place. Right. And, uh, of course, Mario Puzo, the guy that wrote The Godfather, also wrote one of my all-time favorite movies, which didn't make my list, but Superman, the motion picture with Christopher Reeve, the first Superman movie. The guy who wrote The Godfather Mario novel, Puzo wrote the screenplay and whatever for, for Superman. For the Richard Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Quite a transition. Right. <laughs> and just in general, like, you know, Coppola, I think is great, uh, but that movie to me just, it's, that's movie, you know, like, uh, another, the next on my list is Enter the Dragon. 
this to me, you know, every kid, I think, maybe not every kid, but most of us, I think anyway. All young boys at some point books. have some of an obsession with Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was yeah. the closest thing I ever could think of as a real life superhero. Yeah. Like, yeah. Take guys twice his size. Now, he knew that him going up against some seven foot tall guy with big is unrealistic. He would run first or shoot the guy or whatever, you know, but, but he was just awesome to me. It was great. And the story and all, you know, oh, yeah. Enter the Dragon is still, I think, the best martial arts tournament movie ever made. Ever made. And it's, it's the one that most of them were based on. And I love that there's a Jet Li one, uh, Fearless or whatever, where he fights all the different guys from the different countries, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, but, and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Enter the Dragon, I think, is the, I don't know that it's been done better than that. I mean, since then, I, I really think and it still stands up, man. I mean, there are some cheesy lines, but it was 1972 or whatever. Like, come on. Yeah. Speaking I of cheesy people... lines, Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sweet. What were you going to say? How many people have picked up nunchucks while the first Oh, I, I had a pair that I made in the bar. That's a chain. I Yeah, Michelangelo's in the science credit. Michelangelo. Yes, I would have thought of Bruce Lee too, but yeah, Michelangelo, totally different generation. Uh, next, I have Empire Strikes Back. Uh, if I'm going to pick a Star Wars movie, that's the one. You gotta pick Even one. though some people, critics, are, are really big fans that like to bitch about things more like, uh, we'll try to, t- they'll tell you, and it's true if you really look at it, nothing happens in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> nothing actually <laughs> comes through, happens. Other than Luke meets Yoda and he, you know, I'm your father at the very end. But that really, it's just a big setup for Jedi. But the Hoth scenes at the beginning, yeah. and those were my favorite toys as a kid. The Tauntaun and the, like, the radar gun thing. I think my, my favorite part about the original trilogy was actually the uh, him getting trained with Yoda. I always thought that was, like, some of the most compelling stuff. And then, of course, the big reveal... Where he finds out that like, Darth Vader's is dead. And those, the fights that they would have, though, Darth Vader is always like, couldn't move his, <laughs> his, uh, his, his sword play was a little stiff, but, uh, but well, that aside, he's like seven feet tall and he's wearing 80 pounds of leather. Yeah, and like, like, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we gotta give him some, plus he sounds asthmatic. I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but the, uh, but the, yeah, all the scenes where he got trained with Yoda, I always thought those were, I don't know, for some reason I always thought that was some of the most compelling oh, stuff. And Yoda dying. Like, and and I just have to say that I am kind of on the fanboy geeky bandwagon of when they did Yoda with the CGI and the newer ones, I hated it. Yoda looks so much better as a Frank Oz puppet manipulated thing. They actually, I'm gonna, I'm nearly 90 some percent positive they actually did a puppet for episode one. And it actually looks fucking terrible. But Which if you watch crazy, episode, the original, the, the original one in they had Empire, good, and they had a good puppet. Then somehow they fucked it up and won. But they had a puppet in certain. They I think they used CGI for some of the scenes, but they had a puppet for others or something like that. And then, uh, but in two and three, well, of course, in fucking two, he's like bouncing around and fighting and stuff. So he's all CGI by the second and third. But I thought he, but he does look better than he did in one. But maybe not quite as good as he originally did. And the, well, the voice changed a little bit. It's kind of weird. He was what I thought he was more somber and stuff in the yeah. uh, episodes. One of my three. biggest gripes about the, the all six Star Wars movies as a whole is that we got way too little of Obi Wan Kenobi as the old man, and I I love you and McGregor, but there's so much more of him and not enough of uh, Alec Guinness as you know Ben Kenobi. Yeah. 
I mean, well, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, yeah, they wrote they're it also there. written like some 14 year old with Downs, you know. <laughs> Yeah, another note, there is, <laughs> there's only one return, and it's Return of the King. <laughs> the King's that's right. Actually, that's, that's right. the next movie on my list. Oh, nice. I guess yeah. that both. The Return yeah. of the King, uh, nice. mostly because when I, you know, the fe- and it was really hard because all three of those are so good. They're so good. And as a whole, you know, you would argue, of course, that they're all one movie. They're not all one movie. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, right. even it's though. It's just like with Lethal Weapon or something like that. Like, they have the same characters, but each plot is kind of self-contained. Like, you could watch those without necessarily having to watch the others. But Lord of the Rings, literally just, the first one ends with to be continued. Like, you end with Gandalf dying and them trying, and it's like, they haven't, like, I feel like if they haven't completed the main thing, if there's one thing, like, they gotta get the ring to Mordor. If that's not done, like, the movie's not over. And, of course, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's different from sequels. you know, Aragon, they made that, and they left some questions up in the air, but I don't think they're gonna make a sequel. Aragon, <laughs> okay. I, you I know what I'm saying? I'm just saying they really are three separate movies. There's three separate books too, even though I have the hardback leather bound compendium. But then he originally even uh, I thought he originally did it as one book, but then they broke it into three because of well, I mean, he wrote more, the yeah, whole so thing over years that's and how years, and invented okay, three so. languages from scratch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Return of the King for me as a kid, the way I was introduced to Lord of the Rings, other than The Hobbit, which my father used to read to me as a kid. Was the Ralph Bashke or whatever it is, the Bacon and Rass or whoever, Bass and Rankin, I can't, sorry, I'm slaughtering their names, but, <laughs> or it was a Ralph Bashke thing, but, uh, did the animated Lord of the Rings with John Huston as the voice of Gandalf. The you know, Frodo of the Nine Fingers. Yeah, like the first one or two yes. were really awesome, and then they got to, they used a lot of video kind of footage with it, and it got kind of weird, but the, when the Witch King dies, when it's like, I can be never be killed by a mortal man, and, <clears throat> and then she reveals that it's her. To me, that something, it was just something that touched me as a child that I was like, that's the most heroic, crazy crap ever. And just a check, you know what I mean? And when that, that battle happens in Return of the King, and then I just, it's, it's great. To me, it's just, it's, the it's thing- the end of the, that trilogy, and it's so good. Otherwise, the fellowship would have to go because, it's the introduction of all that. And that yeah, music I'm, as they, as they first roll in yeah, on the shire, yeah. you know, into that music, and you're like, that's a hobbit hole! Oh, a real hobbit hole! <laughs> See, I think that's why I liked Fellowship more, is just because it starts with that, like, what a contrast from the beginning of the movie to them, and, like, all of a sudden they go from little Hobbiton down to being fucking under the mines more. The shit's, like, drums are gone, giants are out there, like, they're being chased by thousands of stuff, and then they ran into this fucking Balrog and, you know, the you shall not pass moment. Like, all that stuff just, uh, absolutely oh, blew well. my mind. And that's the introduction, you know, that's the first time you see it Played out live action. Those movies. And Go ahead, sorry. I hate how they left out how the Hobbits went through, like, uh, the old forest. Are you going to go about fucking Tom yes, Bombadil? Tom Bombadil. Oh, He's the right. only one. The only one that got affected by the ring. Come on now. How is that not important at some point? So even that is, the, that is one of the most important parts of the book. Tom Bombadil takes the ring and he's like, mm, And whatever. the Hobbits get their first swords when they're in the, like, the Barrow Rites. But you, know? you also have to look at Tom Bombadil's like a third of that. Like, it's a huge chunk. And for true. time constraints, they just... I get why they did it. I was also a little disappointed, especially that there wasn't an extra... Hour and fifteen minutes of the extended, <laughs> yeah, the extended version, version, where it's like, oh my god, it's Bombadil. They somehow made it where he not missed, but he's okay to be yes. in. Yeah, it's kind of that's kind of a they had kind of a big undertaking anyway to be right. doing stuff like that. 
The dialogue uh, too would have been a disaster with all the uh, rhyming and. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah it was only it was a little. I mean, it was a little bit to get through with the uh, with the trees. Well, I will say that those ends. movies probably did the best job of anything of taking the picture I had in my mind's eye reading a book and making the Balrog. I seriously was like, "Holy shit!" You know what I mean? Like it was like being twelve and reading that book for the first time. You're like big giant firing, and that's what I pictured. And when I saw that on the movie, I was like. Wow, you know they did it. You know, uh, think, when it comes to Return of the King, though, by the way, I just want to say that the only thing that I didn't, that I felt was a drawback, was I really didn't like how the ghosts came in to clean up the battle. Like it just seemed like in the in the second one, like when they had the big battle at Helm's Deep. Though this wasn't in the book, I know, but like the elves came in, and because of the defenses there, and they just all helped through. They were able to overcome it, and it just. But then whenever, like, at the end of this fight, like, then the ghost came in and cleaned up. It just seemed almost like a, uh, what do they call it, deus ex machina, where, like, someone writes themselves kind of into a hole. The only <laughs> they can get out is by, like, fucking, oh, a miracle. Uh, another <laughs> weird thing about that, that, that in the movie that makes me angry is when they let the horses go, when they go through the past of the dead or whatever. Because, like, in the book, they're they're in such a hurry, you know what I mean, that they have to take their horses through. I know it's it's minor, but that, <laughs> when I see that, I was just a little upset. I'm like, no, they have to take the horses with them because they're in a hurry, you know? <laughs> and can we talk about when Frodo wakes up in Rivendell? <laughs> How weird was that scene? Oh, the <laughs> slow down version. <laughs> the slow motion laughs of Gandalf. It seemed like a weird LSD type <laughs> Trip. Well, then they then they oh, add some of that video. The smoke ring that becomes the ship. That and was blows awesome. the sails. And it's, oh, so cool! Because it's just one of those little things. It's like a second and a half, but you're just like, oh, yeah, so cool. Awesome. Just like in the extended version. <laughs> the extended version when you get to see the legs of the statues of the trolls. You know, you know, I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, those, those extended versions really added a lot to the movie as a whole. I thought. Man, uh, this uh, this show is gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I guess we're definitely gonna have to do some shit later. Maybe the Walking Dead thing. We may have to save for next time. First time, all three of us are doing the top ten. Whereas later, it'll be more the guests doing the top ten. So this time, like, it's just this segment's gonna take a lot longer for the first show. That's so, fine. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So Return of the King. Yeah, my next on my list is Leo the Professional. Nice. Oh God! Uh, yes. You gotta have it. I gotta have an oh, assassin. It was a toss-up. Ninja Assassin, you remember that? No, oh, one God. of my all-time. Nah, I cannot be with you on that one. <laughs> well, other than the, the, the one detective was like, Ninjas? Are you kidding me? Ninjas? <laughs> I mean, that was a little annoying, but I really, everything of that reminds me of a really well-done you know, Kung Fu. And I'm sorry that I naturally just shout and scream all the time. That's right. In this room, it sounds really loud. Uh, but Leon, the professional. When I saw that, I mean, unlike Chase, I don't like it because Natalie Portman is hot at 12. I was, just, I was the <laughs> oh, same no. age when that movie came out. Oh, it's okay because he was the same At age. the time, you thought she pass. was hot. Yes. Yes. That's not, you know, you were 12, she was 12. Nothing wrong with it. Could have gone a little late. It was probably stranger that I was 24 and had a shrine to her on the back of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, then she, and then she played Luke Skywalker's mom. And I was like, oh my god, I did beat for Vendetta. She's like the uh, dork's dream, you know yeah, what I mean? She's Other than, you know, I hear yeah. that the hot, red-headed vampire chick from True Blood is a big uh, sci-fi Really? Well, I don't she's know, maybe that's just stuff? wishful thinking on my part, but I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. <laughs> uh, Jessica or whatever, you know, I know yeah, you watch it. Yeah, I remember you know, the actress. Wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, Lay on the Professional. If you haven't seen that or if it's been a while, it's definitely worth revisiting. God, One Gary of my favorite Oldman. actors of all time, and the only person that made it onto twice, I think, on my list. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. To me, he's the, a chameleon and the best actor of my generation. State of Grace with Sean Penn. You seen that? That's one I need to watch. You oh, told me about that one before. good gracious! Where he keeps the severed hand of some dead guy in his freezer so he can leave the dead guy's fingerprints everywhere. <laughs> That's, oh, That's genius. genius. <laughs> <laughs> that is genius. And I need to go back to the movie. Yeah, lay on the professional. Definitely worth revisiting. Gary Oldman's a freaky cop. Natalie Portman, great acting chops, even as a young girl, you know. And then Jean Reno. Is he's just good. He plays that quiet stoic kid in the killer when he's just all sneaking yeah. around and as much as I But he's he's kind of a simple minded guy too. Yeah. Look, 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 look. <laughs> but I saw a uh a Leon the professional custom made action figure with it was like two hundred and forty bucks, but like a boatload of accessories. The leather box that all the guns fit in, all the guns, the plant, the carton of milk. The hat, glasses, I mean, a bunch of interchangeable hands. I was like, "What? this is the dumbest thing ever, but I almost whipped out my card and was like, I have to have this. But I was like, literally, I'll get it and I'll look at it and then I'll be like, I'll put it on my shelf for a week and they'll be like, i got to put this on eBay. You know, as much as I do like Natalie Portman, I think uh, the best acting she's done in her life may have been in that movie. Like, I think she may have started on a oh. high point. But she eventually, I mean, she got the Oscar for I guess like uh, see Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She's good at V for Vendetta. I she, thought. she, I thought she was phenomenal V for Vendetta. I'm not saying that she's bad in she's any. Better in the professional. I just there. think she may have done her best. When, when well, it's it's really movie. though it's a great part because she plays the kind of you know her family. It's a tragic kind of character. Her family is it's uh it's the guy <laughs> Hector Guzman or whatever. Did you, see, did you ever see the deleted scene where she and uh, where they were doing practice and she was they were like uh, they push up they knock on the door. And then Leo would push it in, and then they would snap the uh, with the dead bolt, the, with the bolt cutters, the dead bolt thing with the yeah, it comes with bolt cut. cutters too. That yeah, with yeah. the bolt cutters, and then they would uh, come in, and I think I want to say she shot them with maybe like a paintball or something. I don't think oh, they were killing in the, in the movie. It's a like a some obvious political figure. He's got a bunch of bodyguards yeah, jogging around, shot and she fucking snipes him with a paintball gun <laughs> from the roof of the building. Anyway, great movie, definitely worth checking out, and not it holds up well. I mean, it I think does. all the movies on my I list. I try to really pick things well. that hold it up, you know, that withstood at least the limited amount of time they've been around. The next on my list is L.A. Confidential. Yeah, that's a great movie. This is a movie that kind of when it came out, came kind of came under the radar for me for some reason. I just never really knew about it, and I it was years after it was out that somebody was like, "Oh, you got to see this," and. Watching it, I was like, how did none of you assholes tell me about this? Like, how did none of my friends say, you have to see this? <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love that. I think have Russell Crowe is at his most, you know, visceral or whatever you want to call it in that movie. He's such, I mean, the character, obviously, is that kind of guy, yeah. Bud White or whatever. But Rolo Tomasi, I mean, that movie <laughs> is so good. And Kevin Danny Spacey. DeVito and Kim yeah. Basinger, I mean, oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Well, I'm a big Kevin Spacey fan. Have you guys both seen L.A. Confidential? I don't think you have. I have uh, not. No, I have not. Oh, yeah, shit. It's on my list. Yeah, I got a list. bunch of stuff to watch. <laughs> yeah, L.A. Confidential is phenomenal. Uh, I really liked it. Next on my list, The Avengers. Yeah. Uh, nice. I know that it was hard for me on this list. I mean, if I really am being honest, my top ten is probably a bunch of cartoon All comic book stuff. <laughs> uh, but The Avengers was the one comic book movie that I picked to put on this list because it just has everything. I mean, it's the it's all of them. 
And it was so well done. I think and people also, I mean, if you would have asked people 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they would say a movie like that couldn't be done. And fucking, it was the first time no, they pulled it would have off. like Roger oh. Corman's Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like, now I had to say that I was a little bit disappointed because they left out two founding members, Giant Man and the Wasp. You know, Wasp was in the original script version that he wrote. Did you ever see that? Yeah, and, there, and he wrote, I've like, heard two rumblings different versions. that maybe the Wasp was going to be introduced in Iron Man 3. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Uh, and maybe Hank Pym somehow in the Thor movie with the scientists. I mean, I don't know how, but, and I just, you know, you read stuff on the internet and it's, who knows? A lot of it's rumors. What, and yeah. stuff. Well, I did about it, have Most a, of it that I am really into is rumors. Yeah. I think I did about have a seizure when I geeked out, uh, whenever fucking, uh, Mark Ruffalo finally reveals how he keeps it in check. He's like, I'm always angry. And, and as then he turns he's around. He's just turning, as he's turning, he's boom. changing into the Hulk oh, yeah. and then just decks that just, ginormous fucking thing. Which then, of course, there are like five more that come out. You're like, oh my god. And what's funny is, really in the good. two previous Hulks that we've had, the Ang Lee movie and the Ed Norton, both times, before the movie came out, they're like, oh, we took extra pains to uh, model the monster after the actor. Look nothing like the actor. That Hulk looks like Mark a Ruffalo. giant green yes. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? They really good. hair on the chest and stuff. <laughs> uh, and I like the way they did I love the Thanos reveal at the end. I mean, anybody likes a Silver Surfer, Thanos. And I was all about, you know, uh, Eros, you know, Star Fox, you know, and all the, the... They live on Titan or whatever, the, one of the moons of Saturn. And, oh, dude, you're, you're way on top... Way more on top of that, I think, than any of us could hope to be. I mean, I know some well, of that you stuff. You will be because stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy is coming down the and pipe, and that's all related, all that related to all that stuff. So, good deal. everybody's seen the Avengers. I'm not going to go any more to that. It's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you don't like uh, it. Next on my list is True Romance. <laughs> True Romance. <laughs> yeah. Quentin True Tarantino romance. wrote it. Uh, they changed the ending. Tony Scott, God rest his soul, recently yeah, departed, just uh, directed it. He will be. It missed. literally has everything. If you haven't seen True Romance, you have to watch it. So good. Just to quickly run through the list, Patricia Arquette, Christian Slater, Gary Oldman again as the dreadlocked, supposedly half-Apache pimp, Drexel. It was a relatively small part, wasn't it? Didn't he only have a few scenes or something? Oh, it's so key, though, because that sets off the chain of events. This is a whacked-out movie. And, of course, the main character is a guy who works part-time in a comic book store, Heroes for Sale, (laughs) which, in the movie, if you remember... Is a huge comic shop, multi-storied with books everywhere. It looks awesome. I mean, just looks like a, the place I would like to camp out in overnight. You know. You know, I wonder if most people, apocalypse. I don't know if most people know that's a uh, written by Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, they you said Tony Scott, ending. but yeah. Again, spoiler alert: in the Quentin Tarantino version, uh, Slater character dies in the end, hmm. and she raises this kid on her own. But in the movie version, Tony Scott was like, fuck that. Let's give him an eye patch. It's like, oh, <laughs> if he hadn't lived, I probably wouldn't have named my kid Elvis. But that little song, those xylophones, the ones that... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I love that music. But Tony Soprano, you know, James Gandolfini's in that. The Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, I mean, that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. But I'm saying, Brad Pitt... I love fucking I, Floyd on the couch. I love his cameo. They come in and they're just like, like, where did they go? And then he's just like, you guys want to take a hit off this bong? And it was the uh, bong he made out of the little uh, honey bear. Honey bear. <laughs> You've seen this? Have you seen it? Romance? Chase? 
I tried watching it at Fred's one night, but we've had a few drinks, and was, <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it. Oh, I do God remember damn. like most of the girls that were going to my house. But he's just like, <laughs> you guys want to take <laughs> a hit off this? And then I love it because of that scene, like he has just that little quick the way he handles it because they like they they um like reload their guns. They're like they like lock it up with a shotgun. He's like, you oh yeah, they went blocks. down the street. You go two blocks. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, now he's perfectly sober. It's like, yeah, they were, they're down at the hotel. Like, but you remember the scene with James Gandolfini and Patricia Arquette when he comes? Oh, God, yeah. The hotel room. Whole battle. Oh, that he's was... throwing her all over the place. It's just, it's brutal. And he's like, come on, baby, stick daddy. She jams that corkscrew from the Swiss Army knife into his oh, fucking man. butt. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Balky from Perfect Strangers is in it. Oh, it's it's just it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's got action, sex, violence. It's just great. Michael Rappaport could have used Dick a little Richie. I'm not. I I don't want to be the one guy who's always talking about the chicks, but I could have used a little bit more Patricia Arquette. That's her name, right? Wasn't that her, Patricia Arquette? Yeah, they, she has sex at it like five times in the first half hour. Yeah, but they don't really. Sh- do they show much? Oh, uh, the phone booth. I like the phone booth scene where they're calling Dick Richie on the way to California. It's Patricia, and they they're doing it in the phone booth. She's standing on some phone books, and he's pulling down her pants. I don't know. It's, it's just because Patricia Arquette pretty. was also in uh, Lost Highway. Oh and wow, she looked good. In that. It was an excellent scene in that movie. So just a nice little creep moment. All right, next but, uh, on my list, so I have uh, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> I had to put a comedy, at least one comedy on there, because I love comedies, but I'll, honestly, t- top ten, I don't know about that, but Young Frankenstein I put, and honestly, oh, it could have yeah. been interchanged with Blazing Saddles, because... There's something with Gene Wilder. Oh, the, the Mel Brooks, you know. National Treasure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's so amazing. But Young Frankenstein's so good, and it, it it's also kind of fits in a Frankenstein movie for me because the old Universal Monster movies are a big deal to me, and they're making fun of all of them in that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and then just to wrap mine up, uh, the last movie on my list is Akira. Really? You're going to go with Akira? I have it tattooed on my body. You do? You do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie, to me... I mean, I don't know. I know you guys don't really, because to you it's retroactive. I watched it. To me, when it came out in like whatever, 91, 92, you know, it was so crazy away from any kind of animation I had ever seen, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the original, like if you get it in Japanese, you know, watch it with subtitles because the soundtrack is just, it's just unbelievable. I have the, I actually have a CD version of the soundtrack. What? What are the names? Was it Tetsuo? Tetsuo was the kid that, uh, yeah, Tetsuo. becomes all powerful and whatever and can't stop growing. Yeah. And then, I uh, loved how they did that. Shotaro Kaneda is the Canada, Canada or whatever, is the leader of the bike gang with the big red motorcycle. My brother used to, like, get up real early morning, early in the morning. They had a segment about animes on, like, Sci-Fi Channel way back in the day. And they played just super early in the morning, but he would watch a couple. Really got into it, and he signed up for uh, an anime thing where they'd send, like, a club. And they'd send us, like, a video every month. And so I ended up watching a lot of Japanese anime growing up. Like, right around when I was, like, from, like, 13 on. Like, he got it when I was, like, a teenager. Yeah. Really young. So I uh, watched a lot of shit, like... A couple of things before we move on that I wanted to say. One movie that was hard for me to leave off, when you mentioned Terry Gilliam earlier, is The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Oh, God, I love that, that for fucking fan, movie. I mean, and... It doesn't really Watch fit into what you might think of as a fantasy movie because it's not sword and sorcery thing, but that is one of the... I love that movie. It's, it's not just high fantasy, but it's still fantasy. Right. 
Also, the Coens were hard to leave off this list for oh. me because it's hard to pick one of their movies for one thing. Raising Arizona, maybe. But, again, in a top ten thing that you're trying to give some, you know, you're trying to do, like, a, an overview of what you really like. And then my last thing I wanted to address is, do you know the name of the fish from What About Bob? It was Gil, right? It was Gil. Oh, yeah. Jordan passes the test. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chase. Super awesome guest star. All right. Just uh, a few yes. things first. I'm leaving off Lord of the Rings just because it was so hard to to pare down to, to ten movies. Wait, but wait, but isn't Lord of the Rings your is Lord of the Rings your number anyone, one? Yeah, anyone who knows me would know Lord of the Rings. That's my shit. So well, I just you I just, just knew we were gonna say it. So you're like I, exactly. Well, I want to do like a personal favor. Well, so. that's what there's so much. Right, we're like just gonna we're gonna say that's your number one, and then these are your other ten. That's only until right. they make a movie based on the Merlin TV show, right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ask me this again in a week, this could probably totally oh, be a yeah. different it's list. Hard. At least, well, and they're they're in no order. Django and Part Two. Django. Yeah, these are in no order here. But uh, first one I got is Willow with a uh, Warwick Davis. Favorite quote in that, I'm the greatest swordsman who ever lived. I just, fantastic He's, movie. That, that may be the best uh, movie yeah. Val Kilmer's been in. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang? Uh, I do love Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. And I'm a big fan of Real Genius. Kind of a I love comedy. Real Genius, too. But Real Genius to me, because I thought, I you know, when I saw that, I knew I wasn't as smart as his character, but I was kind of a nerdy kid, and I thought, man... <sighs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, so cool. Like, he's a cool genius guy. And it was just a funny movie, you know, with um, just all kinds of I love it. But yeah, Willow is, uh, Willow is it. amazing. It's a great movie. Don't you, didn't you kind of feel, though, like, that was like, it was like Ron Howard and uh, George Lucas, because Ron Howard directed George Lucas, I think. Did he come up with just the story, or did he also do the script? I don't remember. But he sure was involved. That. I know he came up with the idea. He's the idea man. And then uh, Ron Howard executes, but like it seemed like they're like we can't get the license to Lord of the, to like to the Hobbit, but it Let's wasn't do our the Hobbit. It wasn't, right. it, but it had a similar vibe because instead of a ring, there was the baby. He was trying to get the baby somewhere, and so all these little dwarf, all these little guys are traveling to take the baby, the the daikini, back to to give it away to somebody, and of course he just ends up getting swept up in this big adventure. I don't know. I thought it had. I felt like it was kind of like a uh, an homage, like a love letter to the Hobbit, almost. See, I didn't really get that from that. I, I think it's a great uh, fantasy movie in that it really does. It's a standalone, one-time deal that's by itself. It's an independent thing. It doesn't really have any. You know, it wasn't based on some series or up in, up until Lord of the Rings. That probably was the best fantasy movie ever made. I would think so. <laughs> I'm kind of with you on that. I can't think. What of about uh, Dragon Some people Slayer really like Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer is really good. Excalibur. I know, I know a lot of people is, love those. Uh, yeah, that's a. But as a kid, for me, it was definitely exactly. Willow was Growing more. Up, that was like kind of what got me into the fantasy, you know, adventure. Willow, I think, is a little more accessible than those other two, yeah. especially more than Excalibur. Excalibur was kind of a weird. Flavor. Yeah, I could, that is not. It is a little bit weird. And the, the thing is, the guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked. <laughs> The guy, I mean, and the Merlin is so over the top. He's real kind of, uh, you know. But uh, the guy that plays Arthur is kind of weird and marble mouth. Was it Liam? Who played? Uh, was Liam Neeson's in it? But he is really in Excalibur. Uh, Patrick Stewart's in it. Liam Neeson. And he looks I, I'm, badass. I'm pretty sure Liam Neeson. <laughs> is, though I think his Liam Neeson's first movie was Kroll. 
Crawl the Conqueror. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Call the Conqueror. Oh, crawl the Conqueror. Crawl was the little fucking five star thing. Oh, that the dude had giant no- spike crawling <laughs> star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started in that, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to say seventy percent sure that Liam Neeson was in Excalibur. So we'll have to double check me later. But, uh, but yeah, I, I thought Willow is definitely the more accessible. Of that especially for more for broader age range, like as a kid. Of course, I just was drawn to Willow. So I, like I, just I need to rewatch Excalibur and stuff. But what's next? So you got Willow. All right, then I got Dune. Right, Dune. Uh, Dune. 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 I guess right. Dune. David Lynch is a weird motherfucker. I don't know. I like some yeah. of his stuff, but man, he even gets weird in Dune. Like, man, whenever he Which has starts the, out weird anyway. When he it's has already the, weird. When he has the visions. When he's gone through the visions and uh, on the moon, it turns into that weird thing and it looks like some alien's asshole and it's puffing out smoke. <laughs> that, like, what's a, what's an asshole when it has the thing where it's falling out? What do they call that? that it's a... Dingleberry? No, no, no. Like, pro, prolapse. It looks like a prolapse asshole <laughs> and it's puffing out smoke. I would like prolapse to be stricken from any conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but it just disturbed me. So much, and so uh, yeah, I don't know. I that was a ripped weird. Down everybody's movie. choices, but he's like, dude, you're like giant leaking ass. But I did watch. I did watch all the way through, not too terribly long ago. In aside from the stuff that just kind of freaked me out, like you know that fucking dude, the main guy, the like, what was he called? The uh, Baron, yeah, yeah. the guy who could Baron, float around. He's yeah. like, oh, he looked disgusting. Sting's brother, or like yeah, was, yeah. Uh, putting that shit in his face because he hits. Other than that, though, it was it is a pretty good movie. It's just I don't know, man. It certainly got under my skin. Well, and I might they, be wrong. All David Lynch movies get. Under I might my be skin. wrong, but I think that was the beginning of the David Lynch Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah, affair yeah, thing yeah. Because he day, comes back to Velvet. And I don't know if flying they're actually lovers. I'm saying they yeah, 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 yeah. I Which tried watching are, sci-fi. <laughs> the sci-fi version. I tried watching it. Horrible. Herbert. Uh, wait, what was it? What's the guy uh, from Children of a Lesser God? Wait, Herbert. Yeah, I, William Hurt. Uh, I know you're probably a big fan. I think he's all right. I didn't like him as I in the Hulk when they read it. The Hulk. Uh, I thought the other guy, Sam Elliot. Sam Elliot. I thought well, Sam Elliot is such a little guy. Great as a cryptic cowboy in the Lebowski, but well, it have to I be thought big, that Hurt uh, actually looked more like the comic book version that of Thunderbolt I, Ross. But Sam Elliot's got that fucking voice. And that mustache. That mustache. And that, I about that. Man, that demands Sam Elliott's mustache, the only thing that's ever given <laughs> Chuck Norris a run for his money. <laughs> Seriously. Him and Powers Booth. Yeah, both of them. Oh, speaking of Powers mustache. Booth, have you guys ever seen a movie called Southern Comfort? It's an old, like, late 70s, early 80s thing where uh, a Texas National Guard unit is auto maneuvers with nothing but blanks as bullets, and they wander into Louisiana swamps accidentally and piss off a bunch of Cajuns, and then the Cajuns hunt them through the swamps. They're talking about like big spikes, like things coming up and sticking through guys, and it's pretty. I mean, it's worth Something. watching. I'm not going to say it belongs in yeah. anybody's top 100 yeah. movies of all time, but <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's that's pretty decent. All right, so we got. So wait, where were we at? You're on. All right, next one. I've got X-Men First Class. Here, here. Fantastic fucking movie. You would put that over X-Men, too? Yes. I I just loved how they tied everything together. Plus, Wolverine's in it. Yeah. Wolverine's cameo is fucking fantastic in that movie. That's two lines in there. Fantastic. 
It's a really good movie. I think the only things I didn't... I love the guy they got for Professor X, and I love the guy they got for Magneto, fucking Michael Fox. Oh, I could have watched two hours of him hunting Nazis. <laughs> right? So good. So good. But the, uh, some of the <sighs> other actors in between, the chick from Hunger Games... You didn't like her as the young Mystique? I I, I love the story. Was, and I felt I she was agree. adequate, but I, she didn't like. Not she did not impress me as much. Jennifer as Lawrence, the hottest actress in Hollywood. Sean says she's adequate. Who's one of the most adequate? <laughs> adequate as far as acting ability, <laughs> but uh, who's the? Uh, but I mean, as far as like Michael Fashbender and I forget the other guy's kid, the kid from Wanted, right? Wasn't he in Wanted? Yeah, yeah. He's James uh, McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. that's right. He, uh, James McAvoy and Michael Fashbender, they impressed the hell out of me. I thought they were great. And Kevin Bacon also did a pretty good turn as the villain. But the rest of them I didn't think were I like Jane Jones as a... Uh, yeah, was, uh, she's decent. Uh, uh, the kid that played the Beast, I really uh, liked. He's in Jack the Giant Slayer. That that kid, I liked him. He was okay in that, but he needs to get less work because man, that Jack I don't, and Giant. I don't like him as. I don't like him in general. No, not in story. And the Jack and Giant Slayer that doesn't look all that great. Have you seen the trailers for that yet? Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, what's you don't the, think that looks good? Looks and good you saw him in that one the other day. What's uh, what's that movie? The zombie movie out that's out now. I got it. Warm right. bodies. Box bodies. Warm bodies. Yeah. What do you think about him in that? I thought he did a good job. I mean, he. He's a pretty good zombie. Uh, I mean, not the traditional zombie story by yeah, any yeah. means necessary. You can't really go into the movie with any sort of scientific, you know. It was really weird values. from what I understand, but we won't. I guess we won't try to go into it too much. But I don't know. I, I, like I X Men First Class is a great movie. I just I had minor quibbles with it. I think X Men Two maybe I thought it was a, a great. Better. Restart of that franchise. Yeah, exactly. it was a great way to start it's, that. Even though you know, part of me is like. Those aren't the original X Men, you know. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the old Beast is the only one. They got Alex Summers, Cyclops' <laughs> brother. Like he's supposed to be the living monolith, you know. I'm like, uh, <laughs> just for reference, my favorite X Men character is Gambit. Remy LeBeau is the fucking shit. Yeah, damn on that. Yes. I love him the fucking oh, that and uh, the cartoon. <laughs> just to pump this up, that time. super power battle or beatdown or whatever it is. The Gambit versus Nightwing. Yeah, it's on Did you YouTube. watch that? I watched it. Yeah, so it's so good. I really good. like the quality of those, and I like the way that they do it. Yeah, for the me, Batman low budget. Wolverine also is nice. That one's it's really good. good. I like the way they do that. All right, what do we got? Next? All right, next. This is a great like family movie. I think here, Secondhand Lions. Secondhand Lions. This is a really good Fred movie. Hasn't seen it. So good. If you haven't seen it, it's so worth a watch. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I do think there's a, maybe a little bit of too much time spent on the... Remember that, like, where he goes to the flashback, where he's telling the story yes. about where he marries the Persian princess or whatever yeah. it is? I think he maybe spent a little too much time with that stuff, uh, with all the... But I don't know. Possibly. It, well, to me, it's, it's, really just like, it's a really wholesome movie. Like, the worst thing you can say, it's got some violence in it, and they make hers in it. Like, But I don't know. I don't... You know, it's your personal top ten. But I mean, for me, it didn't have the uh, the first for time that kind it, of movie. Just, didn't have like the it. kind of emotional impact maybe you'd expect from like. Well, a I'm trying to watch like it now. No really? matter how family oriented it is, because I it's for you to put it in your top ten. I feel like so I need to good, watch dude. it. Like, is this the one where it's like two old guys and Haley Joe Osment? Yeah, yeah. Or it's, Haley Joe Osment? Is that yeah, right? that's what it is. Yeah, more of those kids in that family that act now, right? Next one on the list, another. Great movie, Princess Bride. Oh, uh, I have to go to the Six Finger Man. Yeah. 
fantastic movie. Hello. <laughs> so Come good. On. And I love uh, Billy Crystal and Carol Kane as the two old wizards, you know. Yeah, Carol Kane was kind he of... He clearly a- said from what? <laughs> no, he said from what? <laughs> <laughs> to blave, which we all know means to bluff. <laughs> playing cards. <laughs> and Andre the Giant. I mean, oh. you... How about, how about, yes. Who, especially, you know, being a little older than you guys, like, Andre the Giant was like the, you know, wrestling was a big deal. And I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how it ever was or why it still is, but. (laughs) Didn't know their own steroids. (laughs) But Andre the Giant, he just had a disease. He was a giant man. And and so the nicest guy in the world, you watch the, you know, they're making the Princess Bride and stuff. And he was just, everybody loved him. And he is hilarious in that movie. The anybody want a peanut line. No more rhymes, (laughs) I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? (laughs) The the boat is going up. It's just so good to, you know. And then, of course, then Diego Montoya. Like. They had such good chemistry, too, together. Diego and uh, Andre. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's anything that was wrong with that movie. Because I've seen it a lot recently. And I really can't think of anything. What? What's wrong with that <laughs> No, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I'm saying there is nothing the wrong R-O-U-S's. with R-O-U-S's. <laughs> that's just something you don't forget. Wrote it's an unusual <laughs> size, you know. <laughs> Yeah, right, what's next, Buttercup? <laughs> All right, next here. This I just seen this recently. I guess it's really not that old of a movie, but uh, Stardust. Stardust. I put it up great, there. Great Fantastic movie. movie. I really liked it. Jordan, you haven't seen it. I have not yet. seen that. So I told good. you to watch totally it. Though. Watch it. it is really, really good. watch it. Based I on a Neil Gaiman that, novel. Uh, Chase brought this movie up to me yesterday, and I claimed to not have ever heard of it. And then we watched a clip of it. And I was like, Oh yeah, I saw this once. So I guess maybe I just didn't. Get, maybe I need to rewatch it, but I. For whatever reason, it, well, it just didn't stick with me. I know I sat through it and watched it, and I remember kind of liking it, but it obviously didn't leave an impression because I we talked about it for a few minutes, and I was like, I never, I don't know. And then as soon as I saw part of it, I was like, Oh yeah, I did see this. It's one. a really good. It's got that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was the one that was like Michelle Pfeiffer. You're like, I don't know if she. Yeah. Did. The first thing we clicked on, I was like, Her, and he was like, Oh my god, that is her. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I I really liked it. I thought it was a really good movie. It's not. Not a perfect movie, but it's it's good. Right, it just oh, it reminds me like the second movie. <laughs> no, no, not by any means. I'm sure some of you be like, get them the fuck off. <laughs> it's like the second hand line. Just the first time I watched it, I'm just like, wow, what a great movie! I could watch this over and over and over. Yeah, well, it's, like and that's important though. I think a movie, you know, in like any art form, you know, if it makes you feel anything, that's good. Even if you're disgusted. Yeah. Like a movie that right. I hope Which comes is why up I guess I need it. Vulgar. This, oh, fuck. Or like vulgar. The Human Centipede. Oh, I've, never felt more, I've never felt more creepy, uncomfortable than in that movie, Vulgar. vulgar. And I mean, neither that was Brian Johnson? Chase, Jordan, neither of you have seen that movie, have you? I have uh, not. Vulgar? Vulgar the Clown? No, I is have not seen Is it called Vulgar the Clown? I think it's, it's, I think it's I think The it's, Clown. I think it's like an under, whoa. like an under, but it's mostly just called Vulgar. But it is directed by Brian Johnson from Comic Book Men and Friends with Kevin Smith and everything. It's the only movie I think he's ever directed. And it stars uh, the guy who plays uh, Dante, uh, Brian, or not? Halloran. Brian O'Halloran, yeah. yeah. And uh, do you know anything about the plot? Of what? About Vulgar. Vulgar the Clown? No. It's about a guy who decides to. Yeah, he no, thinks, I don't. Uh, don't I think you guys don't spoil just watch it. it and we bring it up later. <laughs> uh, it's the kind of thing that you definitely don't. You don't want. I didn't have any warning. <laughs> it's one of those. Dude, I mean, and I've, you know, you're talking about I would sit through eating bologna sandwiches and cutting my nails during Oz, and, you know, I grew yeah. up watching Friday 13th and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. That movie, 
It's disturbing. Speaking of disturbing, the human centipede, I don't know what I just have to say. How did that ever get a sequel? I don't That's not, that's just Because shock. everyone, yeah, you do because, it twice? <laughs> everyone's like, hey man, did you hear about that movie where people are so assholes to other people's You just mouths? don't want to be the, you know, B character, the ABC, right. you know, the centipede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No I mean, one wants to be in the middle of that. Yeah. Right, the head of the centipede. Or that's, nothing. That, that's the best. <laughs> that's the best. No, the best for. was the South Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't help it. Oh my! It's coming through. <laughs> that Asian man was hilarious. Oh, on there. That was good. <laughs> All right. So, All right, uh, sure. start. Wait, Stardust. And Stardust. My next one here. Uh, I had to have a gangster movie in there, and Goodfellas was it. Goodfellas is a great movie. movie. Great movie. Great soundtrack. I will say. And <laughs> since we brought things up like this before. Probably the only good thing and the best thing Ray Liotta's ever done. <laughs> Unless he has some gorgeous children, I'm sure that he's very proud of that and stuff. But he, and maybe it's just because he was so good in that. Movie. But when you like compare that to, I don't know, what, the great Muppet Caper or whatever that Muppet movie he was in last time oh, thing I saw him in, I don't even know. Like, what was the last thing you saw Ray Liotta in? No, I'm trying to think. There is something An that he was in. in. There was recently, something that, where he was a bad guy. There's something that he was in recently. And, oh, I know what it was. I remember the last time I saw him, and it wasn't a good movie. Wild Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was in that, he was I'm the head of the biker I've only game. seen about five minutes of that. Yeah. And I was, it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know really why I watched it, but I did, so, yeah. But yeah, uh, he was in that. No, uh, hey, you know, he was in, uh, he did the voice for Vincetti on the Grand Theft Auto Vice City or whatever. Tommy Vincetti or Tommy, Tommy Vincetti? Yeah, I watched yeah. too many movies that play the movie. <laughs> <laughs> not true. I mean, obviously. But, yeah, yeah. but he, he did do the voice of that character. He was good in that. Yeah, so, there you go. Good. One other good thing Ray Liotta's done. There's oh, at least yeah. one. All right, what do you got? All right, now, I may be mistaken here, but did anybody else have a Kevin Smith movie? As much as liking Kevin Smith. I No, but again, it would have been, I don't, well. trying to pick, okay, again, if we were doing, like, my favorite, you know, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Kevin Smith movies, all of them. I mean, there's not right. even the what was the horrible. I I would say it's worse. And oh, the one with freaking Ben Affleck and Jersey, Jersey Girl. Girl. No, I like Jersey Girl. Really, I liked it. I he didn't do it really, did he? No, fuck no, 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 no. But oh, the thing God. is, the problem was that Geely... Just the fact that his name comes up when you think about that movie. <laughs> right. See, that, exactly. He got fucked on that because you had Benefer going on at the time. And then Geely got released right before Jersey Girl. So, and How does he, that pronounce, really? And does anybody care? I, I usually I call it... I always call it Giggly. It makes Conan me want to laugh. And not because it's a funny movie. But uh, Giggly was, got so much bad press. was so shitty. That whenever Jersey Girl come out and people heard that it's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, everyone was just like, fuck it, nope. And so I think that really hurt the movie. Jersey Girl, though, was pretty good. I thought it was actually a decent movie. George Carlin's George the dad Carlin. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, to me, that just makes it. You know, I thought it was really good. Yeah. I thought what were you going to say? Because it sounded like you were going to drop gonna say, like, even though... No, I was going to say his worst movie, I would say his worst movie, was not one that he... Uh, he didn't write it, in all fairness to him, but Cop Out. And it's not that... Oh, that wasn't like, bad, but see, I don't really put that talked, in really, that was like an experiment to me for Kevin. I mean, it was, and it was good. I thought it was good for him to, that's so out of his, uh, comedy. I mean, it's comedy and stuff, but not the kind of to- comedy he's done. Besides that, Red State, I think, more than makes up for anything that might have happened in comedy. So you really liked Red State? Are you? Yeah. Me and Jordan, me and Jordan were both like on the. How do you not <laughs> like that movie? 
movie. I, if oh my I, god, it's so good. It's, the kid from Sky High's in it. It's not that I strongly disliked <laughs> it. I thought it was. I thought it was all right. I was just kind of underwhelmed. And yeah, I figured it'd be a lot. Really? Better. Yeah. Really? Maybe I, I need to watch it again. More, I need to give another view. There's a lot of stuff going on in that movie, man. I mean, it is. I mean, a lot of religious you know, zealots. The stuff Fred Phelps set up at that church. Are you guys old enough to remember though, like uh, the Koresh? Oh yeah, Davidian thing when that was Waco. going on in the news and shit. Like, I don't remember it from when it happened, but I read about it later. Yeah, yeah. but to see that going on live is pretty crazy. We're like, yeah, they're inside there. We're gonna crash the wall and some tanks after we set it on fire. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what did right. they do? You know, like, <laughs> I'm sure that guy was a whack job or whatever. I was like, oh, damn, like that guy. Like they all the women and children are dead, burned alive. And you're like, uh, uh, yeah, they were my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Life's too short to worry Jay about. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That was that was a movie there. You know, what? I got to say, we were we were talking about this last night about how Clerks Two is awesome too. for rewatchability. That movie it's is one high. of those movies that I could like a lot of the movies on my list. I could watch Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back on a constant loop. Yeah, on a constant loop. It's I so love that movie and funny, and it's great how it reference it just pulls the all these Buskew universe stuff into one movie. All these references, you got fucking the dude from... Uh, well, you got Ben Affleck playing like three characters. <laughs> ben Affleck, you were the mom and Phantoms. Like that yeah. shit. Like, he's playing nice. himself. He plays the dude from Chasing Amy. Uh, right. Ha- uh, and see, even though like Kevin Smith, even in Mojo, like, they don't like Mallrats because that was like a studio thing. They had to make a lot of things they didn't want to do, like putting London in it and all this other stuff. Yeah. But to me, Mallrats, the time that it came out, and the fact, I guess, that I'm almost exactly his age maybe, but... That movie just was me and my friends. I mean, that that movie, I hate to say that, spoke to me. It's just a goofy, weird, you know what I mean? Combs on a Gerald deal before Like I just told him the Menlo Park Bunny was more convincing. Like, that's just, it was hilarious to me. And fell in love with Jason Lee. The first five seconds he's on there, you know, with the bowl of cereal and the fucking I farted while you give me a blowjob story. And I was just like. Just his nonchalant hand motions, and then you find out he's a professional skateboarder. I'm like, this guy kicked that. <laughs> yeah, he's great in that. But great, yeah. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And Will Ferrell. Goddamn, Luke Skywalker's in it. Also the Joker. Like Mark Hamill has to be the coolest guy ever, right? Come Luke Skywalker on. and the Joker. Anybody, well, Magneto and Gandalf, I guess. And the creepy old Nazi from uh, App Pupil. Hell of a McKellen. Yeah. What's that? That's a hell of a resume right there. Well, Patrick Stewart, too, though, man. You know, he was Picard, he was Professor X, and he's an Excalibur. Yeah. He also played King Richard in one of the Robin Hood movies. Robin Hood Men in Tights. And Men in yes. Tights. <laughs> yeah, at the very end of it. Because the other one is Sean Connery. You know? Yeah. What's the, uh, I don't know, you guys, <clears throat> you guys are be like, oh my god, but what's the, uh, is it Kiss the Girls or A Long Game of Spider where Carrie Ellis is the killer. Was that the one with uh, the Morgan Freeman? The guy from Tides, you know, Carrie Was Ellis. Morgan Freeman the cop in it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that's a long... Or was he in both? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Because he's like a cop, right? He's one of the other cops or something, yeah. right? He's actually yeah. the killer or something. I don't know. I haven't really seen it. I just... Again, somebody else was watching it. I, not my kind of thing, really. I like Morgan Freeman. Love the electric company, but, you know. <laughs> also, Morgan Freeman, I did like in your... Cheesy Costner Robin Hood movie, yeah, <laughs> as the Moor or whatever yeah. they called him. And we all know about. Is the that Moors his only really Hopper. action movie that he's ever done? Is that his only action movie? Who? Morgan Freeman wanted, where he did action these stuff. 
He had a team of global assassins. Like, yeah, but he did He had all them doing the work. He, I mean, I'm saying in fucking Robin Hood, he's throwing a sword down the hallway into the some that little witch. The witch, bitch, yeah. Like, that was awesome. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think that's his only real action movie. And he was badass in it. He did great. He has a baseball bat and lean on me. <laughs> okay. That's Joe Clark. That was close. Where are we at? All I, right. Final one? No. Two more. Two more. Uh, yeah. Just for reference, I took American Beauty off and I replaced it with Weird Science. <laughs> Really? Weird yeah. Science turned 28 like yesterday. <laughs> you guys have seen Weird Science, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, again, <laughs> Bill Paxton. Say what you want about Bill Paxton, hey, man. but he has been in movies that were pivotal for me, like hey, Weird Science. How about a nice greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty... <laughs> He's Chet, the older brother. Oh, he yeah. the globulous thing with the platform. I only just now realized, too, when you were talking about After Dark earlier, I thought you said Bill Pullman. Near Dark. Or Near Dark. I keep saying After not Bill Near Pullman, Dark. that's the serpent but, in the rainbow. Yeah, yeah, but you're saying that. Bill Paxton. Yes. Okay, I'm with you now. Frailty. Frailty, exactly. Oh, Bill yeah. Paxton. He plays I like that movie. He's the guy that's like, game over, man. It's game yeah, over. He's yeah, great <laughs> that movie because he's the one game over. He's like the Chet twist. character. He's oh, the Chet got fucking Twister. Dude, uh, hey, and he's like, I liked Twister when it came out because when Twister first came out, that's when everybody was getting like, Dolby surround, you know, like stuff, yeah. home theater stuff. And man, that movie was just at the theater, the Royal. Oh, yeah, that in Jurassic Park. Yeah. First time I was in a theater where the surround sound, like, I heard those motherfuckers running behind me, and I was like, woo! You know, like you hear the sound traveling around yeah. As somebody that, you know, you didn't grow up with that, that was a big deal, you know. Can't explain it, can't predict it. Let's make fun of That's all I remember for Twister. Alright, so, uh, you had all right. Well, and then this is down the last one. Weird science. Anyone would find hell of unattractive. <laughs> she was. <laughs> she was good looking in that movie. In that. Movie. You like the wind blown, scared look in your women. Though Lily Sobieski was kind of like her prettier, weird clone. She not. she did sluttier things in movies. Yeah. Lily Sobieski and her looked just alike. It was kind of creepy. It was her twenty years younger. Remember her? I guess Lisa that, yeah. that, what's that She movie? wasn't in a lot. She was in like Deep Impact. She's in fucking. What's that movie with Tim Allen? Movie. Huh? That movie with Tim Allen, Jungle Jungle. That one? Like so. Was she the girlfriend? Are you not talking about that? Are you Jungle to Jungle? I think she's in there. the kids are fanboys. Yeah, from yeah, Africa yeah. I watched. Yeah. I used to like that movie a lot. I used to watch it. You probably love Home Improvement. <laughs> I did watch it all the time growing up. I hate syndicated. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a JTT poster. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, so wait. Uh, all right, so I got to get my Tarantino movie in here in the last one. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That was one of the ones I... Story, just I kind of almost felt bad leaving it out. I love right. Pulp Fiction, like everybody. But again, I saw that in the theater. It was a great movie. But if you're going to put any Tarantino movie in there, I think now it has to be Jago. That that really was just. That, I just don't want to be a prisoner of the moment for that. Yeah. yeah, I think Django. You need. I think we need to give it some time. You got to have multiple viewings and <sighs> then decide whether or not it holds up to Pulp Fiction because Pulp Fiction has been holding that title of best Tarantino movie since. since well, people out, are so. still, even though he said what it is, people are still like, "What's in the fucking briefcase?" You know yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the way it skipped around. What did he say was in the briefcase? I didn't know he said what was in it. It's Marcellus Wallace's soul. He said that. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's what I believe. That's pretty. I like it. All right. 
almost through this top 10 thing, and the show's almost over. So uh, my top 10, I'm not. I'm going to say in no particular after this first one. Because the first okay. one is my number one. All right. That's Shawshank Redemption. I, originally, my first list, I had it in there. I seen it on IMDb's. IMDb is number one, and I'm like, I can't put it on there. I mean, I, I don't, I don't put it there because it of that. I came I just, into this room thinking all three of you would have that. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great movie. I just, I it's love good. that movie so much. I've watched it so many times. All the actors, phenomenal. Everything in it, I just, just so amazing. Movie. So moving, so good. Soundtrack for Thomas Newman. Uh, everything about it. Absolutely love it. Great movie. And then, uh, Number two on mine is, uh, which, like I said, from here on out, I don't know, so I necessarily want to say they're in any particular order. It's the best I came up with. Uh, Fight Club, David Venture. Great movie. Love it. One of the most quotable movies I think I've ever seen. Just so many things from Tyler Dern from them, like little bits, like about just that are like clever little lines or things that are kind of funny, like things they say. Great movie. I I remember walking out of the theater and just really feeling. Like, I didn't even know if I liked it because I was still just absorbing everything. I was just like, wow, what a fucking mind fuck. so weird. I mean, it was so good. You I mean, know? Some, a lot of movies have done that with the uh, schizophrenia, like making another identity. But I don't think any of them have ever pulled it off as well as they did in Fight Club. I mean, the, like, the moment you find out how crazy it is, but then when you go back and watch it, on some movies, it kind of ruins it because once you know, then it ruins the other. Doesn't do that to Fight Club. I think no. it almost like the second time you go back, you're like, oh my god, he's like the, just viewing it from another. Like it's just him, and he's just fucking crazy. And it's just, I don't know. It works so well. So many love, so funny. It's got everything. Probably Milo <laughs> and Milo. Bob, Bob that bitch. Did. But uh, three, I put Lord of the Rings. If I have to pick one, I guess I'll say Fellowship. Yeah, say a lot of these week. I guess we talked about four seven. Another David Fincher oh, film. Fantastic movie. I you had to brought put that, that up on. the other day. I know. I'm sure if it was really I old debated, enough, but it's a good movie, man. It's, if I rewatch it, like, it's not one I'm going to sit there and pop in, like, once a year or something, but it is one I've seen probably about seven times, ironically enough. And, uh, all the acting stuff, everything's good about it, so I don't know. It's phenomenal. I still remember when I first realized that the one dude fucked the chick with the dildo with the knife. When all of a sudden you put it together, you're I'm like, like, oh my god, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's how she died. <laughs> uh, this one, man, no one's going to be with me on this one, but uh, <laughs> Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky, huh? I really, really liked Vanilla Sky. I think Tom Cruise is a phenomenal actor. He's a fucking crazy person. A weird guy in his personal life and stuff, but just as an actor, if you cut out all that shit, if you ignore all that shit, I think he's really good. And in that movie in particular, I think he's really good. Jason Lee was also in it. Had some funny lines and stuff. Good direction. Great Vanilla soundtrack. Scott. Cameron Crowe. Top 10. Vanilla Sky. Yeah. There's something about that movie that really fucking got to me for just years. I really liked it a lot. I really liked it. I never saw the original, though. The original, I guess it was in that. They actually remade it from a Spanish movie called Aubrey Los Ojos, which both starred Penelope Cruz. Mm-hmm. She's Spanish, so she's but uh, but I never saw the other one that I I've been meaning to for some time. But I love Vanilla Sky. Oh, it was a good movie. The Matrix. I think the first time I saw The Matrix. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, so I went to theater having no idea what it was about. I go into the theater, blew my fucking mind. I would just say that that whole series such a disappointment after the first. I one. the I first one's not, so fucking I, good. I like the second and third. 
I think people are too hard. I like them too also, but the first one is. The first, I will agree the first one's the best, but I like the second <laughs> third. I think, I think the third, if I had to put say one was the worst, I'd say the third, only because uh, not enough in the Matrix, too much with the battle and stuff, and and Zion, and then, uh, and of course the CGI is a little spotty in those second two. Got a little yeah. video game-like where he's running around on the stick, <laughs> and, uh, the final fight. But if you take that out, if you look at the that final battle between Neo and uh, Agent Smith, all the scenes that were live action, all the scenes that were live action were perfect. So amazing. But then they would cut to them flying and Cartoon. crappy, cartoony CGI. and It just kind of killed the feeling of it. But every time they came back, then they come in the building and they fight again. And you just see the way everything's shot. It's just beautiful. I love it. Uh... This one, uh, I'm gonna, this is going to be a weird one. Uh, Good Will Hunting. Loved it. Something about movie. that. Robin See, Williams in his I best. Not knowing anything about it when I saw the theater, and I was just right. like, wow. Like, I, I don't think I've seen Robin Williams or Matt Damon, like, outperform themselves as they, like, do something better than they did in that movie. And Ben Affleck also, he was probably, even though he kind of had a minor part, but some of his moments in that were really good. But I don't know. I love that movie. Uh, number eight, another kind of odd one. This one goes back all the way to childhood favorite. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. I almost got on my list. Yeah, there's something about it, like his Johnny Depp's performance, the score from Danny Elfman, the weird fucking Lost contrast yeah. from Lost like him mansion yeah. and and there's some and, prices in it wasn't and, his last role yeah and that was right before and i think i don't know if he died during the filming but he died right right, around, at, right, right after like time, he didn't yeah. do anything else I, that was his last thing so yeah i i really so really love that a great movie. you know modern fairy tale you know just yeah. yeah yeah that was uh that was a great one uh, I'm gonna put the Nolan Batman trilogy on there. I know you said just uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. If I had to pick one, I'd say Dark Knight. But I really love Batman Begins, and and we'll go into more maybe with Batman. But I also really really liked uh, Dark Knight Rises. Even though I do realize, I mean, there are problems with it. But like, it hit some of the more emotional highs for me. Like, like whenever you find out when like Commissioner Gordon finally realizes he's Bruce Wayne, and they cut back to that scene from Batman Begins where he's a kid, and it's just like, oh my god, I just tear up fucking watching the movie. Gary Oldman again. Yeah, yeah. Gary Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman. <laughs> we gotta get to him. And then uh, lastly, uh, American Beauty, which you said you took off, but man, it's on mine. And again, a lot of these, Kevin you just, Space it's so, you know, 10. 10. I mean, these are just the 10 I could come up with. number for movies. I hate not putting the prestige on there. Prestige really? is a great prestige. movie. I mean, I like I, it. I, I just, that's... People love the prestige, too. I, I also, I'd put it like top, probably like 100, top yeah. 50. Really awesome. hard, though. But yeah, that's it. That's for the Due to time top 10. To stop. You want to run through something? I mean, we got a quick other things we can hit. I think we'll see what we can get through. I really want to try to at least get through the news because this yeah, shit's only going to be current for so long. The rest of the stuff we can kind of hold off on. Uh, nothing like really needs to get in. So, uh, real quick. Uh, whore ourselves out a little bit just for uh, Lucid Geek Speak. It's uh, that's kind of the network that all these different shows uh, plan on doing are going to be under uh, the Twitters, uh, Twitter.com/slash Lucid Geek Speak or hashtag Lucid Geek Speak. I guess is what the Twitter kids say. And then uh, Facebook.com/slash Lucid Geek Speak. You can search Lucid Geek Speak find it that way. 
And then also, we're planning on getting all these episodes up on iTunes. So you should be able to find it through there. Yeah, let's look at movie news. Hey, real quick, I gave some of my employees earlier today a movie survey. And oh, when asked God, what their yeah, favorite documentaries were, one of them, their top answer was The Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just say, you, know, you can't always be surrounded by people that know yeah. anything about anything. All right, uh, let's see. I'm going to go through some of the mo- some of the news. And there's a lot of fucking great movies like in development right now. That we're just not even going to be able to get to. Uh, most of these are going to be uh, just for citation reasons. I'm going to say most of these links and stuff, little articles are pulled from IGN, IGN.com, and then a couple of them from a different other places. Let's see. For the Phase 3 of Marvel movies, they're getting ready to kick off Phase 2 with Iron Man 3. Then they're going to have, of course, Thor 2, <sighs> Captain America 2. And I think Phase 2 ends with uh, Defenders of the Galaxy. Guardians, 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 Guardians. There's already rumors about Phase 3, which will come after all those. Uh, according to Latino Review, Marvel's The Avengers 2 will see Mark Ruffalo's Hulk shipped off Earth by Marvel's version of the Illuminati, which means uh, one of Marvel's Phase 3 movies would be a live-action Planet Hulk. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I also saw something about that, and I just thought, oh. You have to understand this. When you hear things like this, like, man, you know how many years in production, Spider-Man, the X-Men, like, since the early 80s, and you sit and you wait, 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 it finally happened. So you can't, you know, this... Well, at this point, though, with... The, the animated Marvel's one was got, great. Marvel, the Hulk animated I liked one, it. it was good. I like I liked those books, though, a lot. I mean, they're really... Marvel's just got a lot of steam going right now with these... Uh, with all their movies, so I well, they're doing it right. I don't they're think it's right. unlike. I don't think it's that far out for them to have a Planet Hulk film. And is, is Fox the one? Do they own Fantastic Four. Yes. And why can't they? Do? I mean, I had such high hopes for that, and I really there are parts of those that I liked, especially the Silver Surfer one. But man, they just I yeah. They're the looking thing at rebooting needs to be CGI that. for one. I mean, he's, Michael Chiklis was awesome, but uh, but you. A guy in a rubber suit, like the thing needs to be. He needs to go toe to toe with the Hulk from the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like he needs to be that kind of. And people need to be scared to death of him, not just because he's like, oh, he has a weird skin condition, you know. But like, Jesus, that mountain is walking, you know, kind of thing. Andre the Giant totally could have whooped his ass in that movie. <laughs> yeah, they're they are looking at doing that, and that's they've already released that they're doing an Ant Man movie. And is it going to be Simon Pegg? Because that's been rumored for years. I don't know about if it's Simon Pegg, but they've already they did a uh, like a test shot. They did some, like test footage to show how they're going to do it. Like I'm pretty sure it's all it's all gone right now. And also they're looking at a Doctor Strange movie, like Doctor Strange, Ant Man, and a Hulk two Planet Hulk film. Film basically would be uh, all in Phase Three for Marvels. So that's going to be pretty crazy. Also in with Marvel stuff, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, and The Wolverine, of course, are hitting theaters. They released all these action figures and toys based on them. And one of these uh, looked to be a like a Dark Elf. So I guess Dark Elves may enter into oh, Thor. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you're like huge Jordan All about the Dark Elves and the Drow and all that stuff. So that would be kind of interesting to see. I don't know. Thor the Dark World, 
I, I don't really know a whole lot about it at this point, so I'm just excited to see a trailer. And Wolverine 2, the Wolverine, I don't know if they're calling it Wolverine Origins 2. I don't know. X-Men Origins. I don't know what they're planning on calling know. it, actually titling it, but uh, it has to be better than the last one. So it has to be. It has to be. And I have to admit that as much as the last one was just so hokey in parts, like the fat suit on the blob and the Ryan Reynolds thing, which was actually a clone, supposedly, so the real Deadpool's out there somewhere. But uh, for me, it really was worth the price of admission for the first ten minutes of that movie. Honestly, the thing with him as a kid, from straight out of Origins, the origin, you know, with the Qbert and the... Uh, and then... The scene of them fighting in the different wars, him and Sabretooth, through the thing. That whole, the beginning and that leading credits thing, all to that, that was worth ten bucks to me, right there. Boom. And the rest of it, I mean, and there were cool scenes, but man, it just, it fell short. And I really think that they, I hope, desperately, that they, especially because they're adapting this from the first Wolverine miniseries, the Frank Miller series, where he's in Japan and fights Shingen Yoshida and it should be good. I don't know. I'm, it, well, it's got to be better than the last one. They've only got room to go up, so I'm pumped to see it. I'm just um, happy Gambit was in there. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, this is really... I, I'm kind of excited about this. They're doing a Zombieland TV show, and it's going to be done through Amazon Instant. Here we're getting into all this uh, TV stuff that's just specific to these different streaming networks. So that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out, but a Zombieland TV show based on, on Amazon is based on the movie. The only thing that kind of sucks is that they're recasting, and they're going to be the same characters from the movie, but different actors. And I don't. I really wish they yeah. just did a the similar story. Would be much yeah. Better, keep think. the same flavor, keep the same humor and stuff, but different people. But uh, her name, I think it's Mariah Walsh. She's on Desperate Housewives, switched at birth. She's been cast the female lead. Uh, the original centers on, of course, Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock were the people in the original, the characters, and she's supposed to play Wichita, the, the role that was originally played by Emma Stone. And I think they may have actually cast the other parts except for Tallahassee, the one that was, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson, yeah, the one that was played by him, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really wish they just did a different cast and just kept those. Could have called it Zombie Land and did a different story in that same kind of universe, but I don't know. We'll see on that one. And then uh, they got a red brick, red brick road. This one sounds kind of interesting. Um, it's going to be a visit to Oz, and it's supposed to be a continuation of the Wizard of Oz story, but Wizard of Oz story, but told in a Game of Thrones fashion, but with politics, intrigue, and violence. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, about the munchkins. <laughs> what is with the? They're gonna be like the little kids. And what's the, with the uh, resurgent <laughs> thing with the Wizard of Oz lately? With the you know the, the you know. Well, they've got Franco that one the great, the, yeah, yeah, the great remake. Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, well, it's wicked. I guess you know it's got some. It's had some momentum going for a It says this project has no connection to that. So, but of course, I mean, even well, though that uh, book story. Is, goes way more into the politics, <laughs> but, whatever about. Yeah, so I don't know. That one's going to be kind of interesting. Robert Downey Jr. is looking at, at producing a new movie, and it's based on an episode from a British TV series called Black Mirror. The episode was called "The Entire History of You," which 
centers on a man with an implant that allows him to record and rewatch all of his life experiences. And he begins oh. to suspect his wife is having an affair and obsessively tries to find evidence until the relationship falls apart. In the movie, the story will follow a man who uses similar technology to re-experience past events, reconstructs his relationship with his dead wife from her point of view, and unknowingly uncovers a vast conspiracy. So I don't know. That one, it, it sounds kind of interesting. There is a movie, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, it was, uh, Robin Williams called Final Cut. Yes. And Final Cut was a very similar plot where basically people would get these implants at birth to record their entire life. And then when they died, there these people who were called cutters. And they would go in and basically edit all this footage down into like a one to two hour movie of their life. And they would show it at like the funeral. And it was kind of a cool that's, that's concept. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a cool concept. But like yeah. the movie, the movie was decent. But like uh, he ends up like finding a conspiracy thing, and it becomes all this other stuff. But the premise itself was kind of neat, like an interesting idea for sure. And then uh, this one, I think everyone's gonna be pumped about. They've got a movie coming out. It's uh, Seth MacFarlane's doing a western, and it's called <laughs> A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> and MacFarlane and Charlize Theron are starring in it. And Amanda, he's starring in it. Huh? He's starring. So that'd be interesting. Amanda Seyfried is said to be in negotiations to start, uh, to join the cast. But I don't remember uh, who she is by name. But um, but it's going to be, it says the Blazing Saddles style comedy follows a sheepish farmer who attempts to win back the love of his wife by learning how to shoot from an outlaw's wife. However, the farmer soon falls for the woman and complications ensue when the outlaw returns to reclaim her. So, but I, I guess it's looking to start in May, so we probably won't see the movie till next right. year. Right. Uh, and of course, I did, I was, uh, I put down the link for this. I thought maybe we get to watch it, but uh, no internet or anything. So, uh, but uh, there's a trailer out for Red, too. Did you guys all see Red? Oh, yeah, yeah. One? That's a comic. Did you see that? No. You need to watch it. Retired, oh, extremely good. dangerous. Bruce Willis, John Malkovich, great fucking movie. Mirren, right? Helen Mirren. And Helen Mirren, yeah. It's a really good movie. And then uh, lastly, Hugh McGregor wants to be in Star Wars. He did say that uh, if... He said, because uh, of course they're doing their different standalone movies and stuff, and he's like, if at some point in the standalone movies or something else, if they're looking at doing anything with Obi-Wan, he really wants to come back rather than having anyone else be cast in it, so... He's all up for it. And I think everyone could probably agree he's probably one of the best things of the prequels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of all the things that are wrong with it, I think everyone was happy with Hugh McGregor. I don't think I ever heard anybody complain about that. Uh, and then, of course, a little bit about the standalone movies. On top of doing 7, 8, 9 trilogy, they're going to, in between those, they're looking at doing like one to three standalone Star Wars movies. So set in the Star Wars universe, but not Boba connected Fett, to okay. the screen. Could be Boba Fett. Could be Han Solo stories. Could be. I'd rather they not touch Han Solo, only because they can't get. They cannot have old Harrison Ford running around space. Well, I think it's pretty shaky that they're like not going to use all that Lucas-approved stuff of all the stuff that's been written after about the twins and Luke. And I I heard that it's they're not ignoring that stuff. It's just that they're not going to be. Like bound to it that they may use some parts of it, but they're not going to like limit they, themselves. They should be. It's called it. <laughs> oh, no. 
Well, is the continuity even that uh, strong in the expanded universe amongst all the books? Or yeah. I mean, I haven't read them that much. So I'm pretty I sure they know. all pretty much line up with each other. You haven't read them? I read a lot of the I older. Know you read a lot of them. Uh, you know, maybe a year or two ago, we got a little kick where I was reading a lot about the Sith Academy, you know, back in the old Republic days or whatever. But. Uh, no, I'm hoping uh, some people, a lot of people say, like, uh, some of the rumors about the Sam movies uh, included Yoda and Boba Fett. Yoda would be kind of cool to see because he he's like 900 some years old. Right. God only knows how many stories there are they could tell him that. And uh, there's also a rumored Seven Samurai style Jedi team film which Whoa. they did an episode of the Star Wars cartoon. Have any of you guys seen Clone that? The, CG, the Clone Wars CGI yeah, one? Yeah, it's really yeah, good. It they did one episode that was like a kind of an ode or homage to the uh, Seven Samurai, and uh, I would I would watch it. I bet it'd be good. I'd like to see it. It's a classic story. They use it in like fucking I don't know, probably like four or five movies I can think of, like Thirteenth Warrior, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, see, see the Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. Seven. I, I love Seven Samurai. I'm a huge Kurosawa fan and yeah. everything, but the, the Magnificent, Magnificent Seven, Seven to me, that's classic Western. Western. That's the epitome of that. That fucking theme song. And everybody's in it. Charles Bronson is in that movie. And you haven't seen the 13th Warrior, right? No, I haven't seen it. It's surprisingly good. Antonio Banderas. It's so good, dude. It is really good. The best thing I've seen him in, I think, is Four Rooms. Yeah, I would say the best thing, though, Desperado. You yeah, know. that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, know. <laughs> you mean outside of Desperado? <laughs> no, no, you didn't like Des- Desperado. I liked it, but it's oh, you know, it's kind of whatever. Okay, <laughs> it was hard for me not to put Machete on my top ten, though, for sure. Not that he said that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in this one. Fred, you're going to have to fill us in on this one. I thought about reading about it, but I was like, I thought it'd be more fun to just hear from you. Uh, apparently, Warner Brothers is strongly looking at uh, making a movie based on the character Lobo. Woo! What do you know They've about They've been Lobo? talking about that for a while. They have been, but it looks like because they're looking I'm to do something I'm pretty sure darker, that Lobo was introduced in the Legion of Superheroes back when uh, Paul Levitz and Keith Giffen were doing it, when it was at the height of its popularity, basically. Well, I don't know what the height of its popularity. It was pretty popular before I was born. The late 60s, when Jim Shooter was writing it as a like, 15-year-old or something. Oh, phenomenal, you know? But they were all, you know, everybody was like, you know, space walk lad, and, you know, everybody's like a ladder boy at the end of their names. But, uh, yeah, Lobo is like this bounty hunter, the last Sarnian. He killed everybody on his home planet. But uh, originally, Lobo, you know, he spilled a drop of his blood, and it makes another Lobo. Uh, and he's just a, has his own, like, little, uh, cursing vernacular, you know, fracking this and that, and, uh, yeah, fracking me for a bastard, and he kills, he even killed Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, things that weren't even real, he's such a badass, you know, like, he, but it, people loved it, because it was really, uh, Giffen then went on to do this Lobo series, it was just totally over-the-top violence and crazy humor, and just, he's just a, a walking Natural disaster, you know, crazy destruction follows in its wake. And it's the kind of thing that you would like. Uh, he's had a couple, he's been on TV. Uh, maybe the Legion of Superheroes cartoon, I want to say. He had a uh, episode in there. 
uh, might even have been, and maybe I'm just pulling this out of something I think I might have seen, but maybe uh, Batman Brave and the Bold and one of the little things where they do the... I need to watch more Brave the It's good. Batman and Brave and the Bold was very... The, you know, the dick spraying Batman when Batman wore blue and he was like yeah, ribbon cutting yeah. malls and stuff like that and Robin so, and they went around the daytime. I, I rented the... I got like an, uh, the first disc of it from the video store and got to watch like... Four or five episodes, so funny. Great, so, so well guest stars, though, you know. Yeah, the yeah, Green like, Arrow with you. Uh, so Lobo's, though. Lobo, he sounds like If that, that actually happens, happens, it will be... Crazy. It could be awesome, <laughs> but, you know, Warner Brothers hasn't really shown me a lot. You weren't. They can do I mean, superhero movies the right way. Um, let's see. Let's see on that I one. I thought we were going to talk about Batman. Batman right now. Yeah, no. Um, oh, and then last thing I did just want to say, uh, Justice League movie is not... It's not looking good. How could it? I mean, I they can't do a single movie. How are they supposed to juggle something like that? I don't know. If they had the right people and would let them have creative control, it could probably be done, but that's also... Here's the thing is, whether or not they go forward, it is all dependent right now. They're just saying they're not going to go forward anymore with just planning, production, all that stuff. It's not going to happen unless Man of Steel is really successful, which Man of Steel looks like it's going to be fucking great, and I think it is going to be successful, so... There is a good chance, but I know I heard that the, uh, I guess the first script, which was written by a guy named Will Beale, he's the guy who did uh, Gangster Squad, a movie that just came out. Right. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen previews for it. But uh, the first script was tossed out the window. So there's no cast, there's no script, there's no director. They're definitely not hitting, they were supposedly talking about hitting like a 2015 release date. That's just, there's no way that can happen. Even if they wait till Superman's done to get started, like, I mean, they'd have to be working overtime to get. I mean, they. I well, guess they could get the it first part. Depends on how big Superman is. I mean, I don't have that high hopes for it because Superman Returns just, you know, threw up in my lap. You know, so. But it could, you know, if it's if it's if it's crazy successful, man, that will fast track all kinds of plans. If they think they can even come close to doing what Marvel's done, they'll be. All over I mean, that's the whole reason. I mean, they've been talking about Justice League movie, I think, for five decades, probably. But it's just this the first time since Avengers proved it was possible. Now they're all just like, you could do it. But then I don't know if they can do it because they've got Batman and Superman are great. But then they got Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Aquaman has been done okay uh, at times. Green Lantern, we it. saw how that worked out. Uh Flash could be done well. I like the TV show back in the 90s. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. That one's a uh, Justice League movie. That's definitely a way to see. And then, uh, well, I, I don't understand how uh, DC Warner can do so great with those animated stuff they're putting out. The Dark Knight Returns was phenomenal. New Frontier is great. The Superman, Superman Batman Apocalypse, all those movies have been just fantastic. And, and they, you know, you, you really like Superman Returns. I'm sorry. I, that's just, <laughs> I really liked it when I first saw it. I just say, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a decent movie. I liked uh I just loved I think it was maybe because they kept the feel from the Donner movies that I loved See, that was, the, well, that was their biggest mistake. And that, trying to make it a sequel like to, to the Reeves movies. movies but I liked that they did. And again, I thought Brandon Routh was a really good Superman. As much as I didn't really like it overall, again, the 10 bucks that I paid at Mission or whatever to go see that movie, there were a few scenes in that movie that were worth that to me. Because that's, as a, you know, growing up and reading this stuff as a kid, seeing that stuff realized, there's one scene 
where he's flying through the canyons of Metropolis, you know, the buildings, and he turns to his, on his back and is flying and spot welding like girders with his heat vision. And it's just like, I'm like, that is what Superman's supposed to look like in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, it just was that two seconds. It was just. For me, I was like, well, ten bucks. I mean, the movie, the movie's biggest flaws, I think, is that they chose, uh, they chose to make the villain Lex Luthor again. And I think if they had gone with just about any semi, you know, anyone that's really going to give Superman a good fight, you would have had some spectacular visuals and stuff to go along with all the, uh, uh, character building stuff and the relationship stuff and him dealing with Shield Lois and all that. Though I gotta say that I really like Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah wrong. <laughs> wrong. But, but again, he, he almost played it with a little bit of a thing to like the Gene Hackman, yeah. yeah. Donner, Lex Luthor because that's, that's they were making a sequel to it. They even tried to make Ralph look like Earth Three, and I was like, Ugh. why couldn't they just they should just rebooted that stuff? That I don't know. Well, now we got a, this new one, hopefully. It looks phenomenal from the trailer. Oh, it does. I, I think I teared up the first time I watched it. So. <laughs> like, I was just like, can't be it that long. To, to, you know. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I, I, I like Kevin, I like Kevin Hunter in Tin Cup. You like okay, but I'm just not big. I like Dances with Wolves. If I'm gonna watch, I'm not gonna watch Dances with Wolves. If I wanna watch that movie, I'll watch Fern Gully, shorter than Avatar. And Waterworld, who didn't love him in Waterworld? Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, worth the price of admission to watch Kevin Costner drink his own urine. Dana Carvey does a great stand-up back in the day right when I came out. I was like, the, big, the big shocker of that movie is, oh, my God, he has neck vaginas. <laughs> They're gills, man. I thought it was gills. a good movie. I liked it. I liked it as a kid. And you know that, that's that weird dude from uh, Sons of Anarchy that was on the, the Creeper who's trying to buy the girl? The little girl, that was that same creepy who ends up like spoilers in the first season, like kills. Have you seen? I've seen episodes, but never. Ah, yeah. Just, you may want to watch it eventually. The first season, I really like. I mean, I'll, I'll, oh, it's great. I need to go back and watch more of it. I need to get get around to it sometime. But yeah. But anyway, that guy was in it though, and he was really, he was really weird, creepy. What do you think about Pacific Rim? That's coming up quick, and that kid from uh, South Bay Arkies in it. You know? Looks. Awesome. Like, it's a little over the top. It's going to be, you know, you can only. It's giant robots. Yeah, you can't take it too seriously. It's giant robots versus giant aliens. Yeah. Not just giant, giant robots, but like giant, giant robots that look like kick the crap out of the train. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, seriously, like Godzilla. I'm thinking, like, just the scale of these things. Like, Transformers are literally, like, I don't even know if they go up to that well, meat. The size of a semi. Like, <laughs> you know, like. And you see them, like, you see that thing, like, just. Walking through a bridge like transforming, they fucking close. So yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. If there were nothing else, the spectacle that movie you gotta go to the theaters and watch. It looks good. And see that kid, that kid, that, that guy is also, also in uh, Green Street Hooligans. Yep, which I finally watched. Oh, I watched you did. I did. Jordan was always holding that over me because I just wanted to fucking see him. Yeah, he's the brother. Well, you supposed to see the movie, you know, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I really liked it. Though I still, Elijah Wood, he's just, uh, I just, I don't know if I qu- quite believed him getting all tough. I mean, yeah, watch a day oh, he was tough enough to beat up another kid from Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. He wasn't, he, he wasn't kicking the crap out of a bunch <laughs> of my hooked on glow, by the way. Who? <laughs> the kid was hooked on glow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah, of, I was surprised none of you guys had blow as one of your top ten. 
just <laughs> oh, because again, like the soundtrack, you know, like that's so much of it. And the crow, that was hard for me to put on there. Crow, uh, probably a lot of movies that sound the same. Blow, crow. <laughs> I think about, I don't know how to put Fly to the Navigator on there. Fly the, I love the Fly. I love Fly the Navigator. Watch all the time. And I thought it was really fucked up when you think about it in retrospect that that kid literally lost ten years of his life. Like it's sad oh, yeah. with his family. Like or maybe it's like twenty years. I don't remember now. But like because they traveled so fast. Whenever they look, he gets this weird alien ship comes down. He this kid talks to it. He gets inside it. They go flying off in outer space. And then they go around somewhere. Don't really do much. He just flies around the ship for a while. But then they come back. But because they traveled so fast, the theory of relativity and all that, the fucking he's still like a kid. But his uh, everything's it's like ten years later when he comes back. And so, like his parents is like thought he was missing for all these years and like. FBI's like, where the fuck did this kid come from? And like, they're all like scanning his brain and shit. And he walks in wearing like, what he was wearing 10 years ago. Or yeah, yeah. And they're like, he looks exactly the same as he was the day they looked. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever seen that either. It was, I, mean, I know, I, I know the brief synopsis. John Lithgow's in it. He plays the dad, but he's not in it that much. But it is surprisingly, like, just a great, one of those great 80s kind of kids' movies, like yeah. The Explorers and shit like that, you know? One of those ones that just, he just. I have a special connection to. Right. But it was a, but it is a fucked up story when you think about it. Because even at the end of the movie, he never gets back that time. His parents are old. They're more like his grandparents. And it's like, it's kind of sad when you realize at the end, you're like, they're going to, like, he just lost everything. Like, it's right. kind of tragic. But, I don't know. Good movie, though. Uh, Clerks 3. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, I'm super uh, excited, excited for that. I want to, I'd love to see that, uh, do a nice little trilogy, give a little end to it. And he's also doing, I think, a miniseries. And I'm guessing he strongly implies it's probably going to be on AMC. But he's doing a miniseries for uh, Hit Somebody, which the script he wrote is all about hockey. Oh, nice. And so he's really, you know, he's got a real love affair with hockey. and He wants to do a movie. It's, it sounds like it's going to be good. And uh, he, But he wrote a script that was going to be way too long. And he didn't want to split up into two movies or anything. So he's like... Studio miniseries. Right. So they're going to get, I think it's going to, I'm 90% sure it's going to be on AMC, especially with his already established relation. He's got comic right. book men on there. He hosted like the horror movie segment on there. He's done all sorts of stuff with them. So yeah, but again, again like Kevin Smith, that's a whole other two hours. It could be. I, I've, oh, I, yeah, I've followed him a lot over the years. I've watched, I've watched uh, I own at least two of the evening with Kevin Smith. I've oh, I love those. I've seen three of them. I've listened like it's weird. It's weird because I feel like they're. I've listened to so much of their podcasts. Like I but feel like, like I know him. Like, <laughs> right. like he's my buddy. I hang out with every once in a while when I'm doing dishes because I turn them off. Because he's so he seems so accessible and so down to earth, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you, know, I mean, you, don't, you don't get, get the, the idea, idea that you know the, when the cameras are off, he's like, "Hey, bitch, go get me a beer." You know what I mean? Like he's a nice guy. He's being himself. So. But um, but yeah, so he we can't. It's hard not to bring him up. Uh, last thing, just to finish this up, just movie box office stuff. Just right now, the uh, biggest box office, and this list didn't print out the amounts. Who cares? But it doesn't really matter. But the biggest box office movie right now is a movie called Identity Thief. Right, with Jason Bateman Bateman and the the chick from Bridesmaids. Yeah, uh, and it's got a funny part of the trailer where he like just straight up decks that chick. I don't. It looks all right, but it's like. It's making buku amounts of money. It's top of the box office, but it's, of course, critically, it's like 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Of course. 
She's in that Mike and Molly TV show. Uh, she's in the Sandra Bullock movie where they're both yeah. and she's Well, that's the one that's coming out. That well, one's not, not out yet, is it? No. It's oh, called, I, I can't remember what that's called. But anyway, she's the hottest comedic actress yeah, right now, yeah, it seems like. Sure. And they hottest also. Hottest as in sought after. Yeah, no, no. And I mean, she's, hot, you know, no. and you know, she <laughs> took some, uh, some, somebody on the internet called her something, said she looked like a, I don't know what, obviously alluding to the fact that she's not a thin person. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was just like, I'm all right with that. Fuck that guy. You know, and that's great. You know, yeah, I mean, she she's not like, oh my God, I'm going to go start puking every day. So I, you know, I'm sick. And but I look. Oh, uh, the second movie, second movie about, about warm bodies, and it's got a seventy-eight percent review. People generally seem to like it. Uh, you like it? Nice movie. I mean, it's pretty much just that Romeo and Juliet mixed with zombies. The only thing that's weird to me about it is that they give no real explanation or good reason behind it. It's just what happens. Like the trailer pretty much tells you what's going to happen. Like you watch the trailer. I guess whenever he eats someone, he gets their memories. Yeah, when you eat their brains, he absorbs the memories of their lifetime. It's in the. Vanessa Redgrave, the brainless zombie, absorbs their memories. Like yeah, it's like they. So the all the zombies, it starts to spread like a, like a. I guess you could say a venereal disease. Not what I was thinking. A collective unconscious. Like Like a hive mentality. Yeah, where like one starts, he starts to like get these memories and become like, like retain some of his human qualities. qualities. Sounds awful cerebral for a zombie. But by the end of it, but by the end of it, the thing the trailer implies that eventually he somehow turns into a normal person again. Jesus. (laughs) Hey, this is a zombie movie guy, Jordan. I have to ask you have you seen Ah Zombies? Uh, yes, uh, and what do you think about that? that? It was pretty goofy. But oh, very silly. Yeah, very but silly. so was, I really like the way it's obviously meant to be. A silly yeah, movie. it was. Yeah, where they think they're everybody else has a disease. They think, makes yeah, them they're fast. normal, but everyone else is just freaking out. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. I'm oh, sorry. Sean, it's streaming on Netflix. Hey, before we're done, we I really. Before we get to do uh, streaming Netflix recommendations, oh yeah, let's get one that TV in show and one movie. Let's get that's going to have to be the last thing. Let's get that in real quick. Just try to sum it up real quick. Uh, Jordan, you do yours first. Okay, I'm going to start off with the movie. Uh, it's the movie is Butter. It's about a butter sculpting competition. <laughs> I read it. <laughs> I wrote it. It has a great cast. Jennifer Garner plays a uptight bitch in the movie, and much like in real life, Ty Burrell from Modern <laughs> Family is in the movie. I've seen her. He plays the butter sculpture guy that was the innovator of everything, and he was like a 15 year champion, and they forced him to step down. So then. It's an open competition on who's going to be the next butter sculpture. All right, all right. That sounds pretty cool. It sounds like along the lines of like Best in Show or something. But I mean, yeah, it's got a really good cast to it. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is in the movie. He plays a redneck car salesman. <laughs> that sounds great. Great role. He's probably got the two he's best hilarious. in the movie. I mean, he is a funny guy. And again, seems like a guy that is actually. He's got range. He's good. I like him as an actor. He's Australian. There's something about being Australian that everybody's just like, let's go have a beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he's good. But uh, for TV series, I didn't really uh, plan something out, so I'll just uh, mention one of my old-time favorites, uh, Freaks and Geeks, is on there. Fantastic. If you have not seen so it, check it out. That All the Judd Apatow such a great coming-of-age. And you know, the guy from? Oh, no, that's, uh, I'm thinking of Undeclared, another Judd Apatow thing, but the guy yeah. from. Uh, that's also on there as well, yeah. 
Yeah, undeclared <laughs> uh, Freaks and Geeks yeah. are both good on Netflix Instant. What's got? Uh, for a movie, I got Valhalla Rising. I'm, th- I'm sure we've all, I know we've all uh, seen it. Ta- I haven't seen it. You've talked no, about it. It's on my list. Watch. Oh. It's, in, it's already good. in my queue. And it was the kind of thing where they kept, Netflix kept shoving it in my face, and I was like, Ugh. And I watched it and was just blown away. It's not a normal movie, but it is good. Uh, and then for TV shows, I have Merlin, Chase's favorite thing in the world, and he turned me on to it, and I watched everything that's on Netflix, and then. I've seen like three episodes. I liked it. I need to and watch it. I didn't think I was going to when I first started watching because I'm real big on, I don't know if you know, guys know this, but Arthurian stuff. I really like the Once a Future King and uh, that the thing that the Sword of the Stone was taken from and all that stuff out. And it's totally not any of like any of the, the standard or uh, traditional stories. So a lot of that was different. But man, it's just really. It's good. I saw the first few episodes. I liked it. I'm going to go and watch more. Okay. And then I'm glad, glad you said Merlin. Uh, that means I can go with another BBC show and go with Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood's great. Fantastic on there. Yeah, there's, I don't know how many episodes there are. There's My brother's a huge fan of that. He's the one who turned me on to that. If you got a lot of time and want something new to watch, check out Robin Hood. Uh, didn't know we were doing the movie. I had, uh, for the movie, uh, I had one that's called uh, Man from Earth. It's the first Netflix movie I ever saw streaming. And it just, it just really, uh, blew my mind. It got to me. It's all about, it's almost done like a, it could have been a play. Like it's about a professor. He's retiring. He's been at this university for like 10 years. So he invites all his colleagues and friends over for like a going away party. And then while they're all there, he's like, listen, I got something to tell you guys. It's like, I, uh, I've never done this. I never told anyone this before, but I'm going to try it. It's like, I'm 10,000 years old. And they're all just, uh, fuck, get the fuck, you know, they're just, none of them are in the, you know, like, one guy's a biologist, psychologist is there, people say all this different things, and they're like, you're not 10,000, he's like, I am, I don't know how or why, he's like, but I just, I never died. And he goes through, and, and it's just this constant battle of them stuck in this room at his house, They and they try to trip him up, like, say something, like, do you remember, he's like, I don't, like... It's like some of the early years are like really hard to remember like the specific things. And he would go through it. Man from Earth. Man from Earth. That I have not seen. It was surprisingly good. And it's like, and it's got a really nice, it's just really good all around. Like, and the acting's pretty good. Um, but it's just, is a really interesting story. And like, you're constantly just on the fence. Like, maybe he is 10,000. Maybe he's fucking with them. And you just can't tell. But you do get a definitive answer by the end of the movie, which is good. I think if they left it open, then I'd be kind of pissed. Like, I want to know what but uh, it's really, really good. Uh, Jordan, you said you've yeah, seen it? I've seen it, yeah. You were the one that actually I suggested it to me a couple of years ago, and I loved the movie. It's, it's, really, it's a great movie. It's really good. And then uh, the other one, uh, TV show. Uh, I'm just going to be the first one. Uh, it's a brand new show. I don't know if you haven't seen it. You fucking need to. House of Cards. Great. Kevin Spacey. Of course, I'm horror for the Kevin Spacey. He's amazing. It. First two episodes directed by David Fincher. Two of his movies are in my top ten. Just phenomenal show. You know the uh, the subject matter may seem uh, kind of blasé. You've already seen it in a bunch of different things, but it's done in such a way that I think it's really, really fascinating and interesting. So, yeah, definitely those two. Those are the mine. But yeah, that's it for. Uh, we're gonna try to do like a regular Netflix segment, so we'll, there'll be other uh, different things to keep an eye out for on there because we all use it, and I don't think people. You know, point out enough on there about what little things are kind of hidden on there. So it's definitely something to do. And then, uh, 
That's it. So uh, that's all for our first episode of CIA. Uh, next week, we'll be going into depth with uh, Batman, as I said a couple times. And as always, more go- more geeky movie news and discussion. Uh, don't forget to check out our other shows. I'm going to be doing one called... I'm looking at doing a show called Anything Goes. It's just going to be general discussion. People tell stories, maybe news items, whatever. It's kind of like interesting to talk about. And that will be a constantly rotating cast. And then origin stories, which I'm going to do like interviews with people. And I uh, already got at least one lined up in these characters. So you'll have to look yeah. at his name. <laughs> or to, no, I'll edit that later. His name and uh, he's a fascinating <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he did tell me, he's like, hey, man, I don't want people to get my name out there. He's like, I got drug dealers and shit looking after me. He's like, whatever. <laughs> he's like, I got people. He's like, they're probably going to be dead a few years, but, like, you know, I don't really want people fighting. Like, I'm like, okay. I don't, no, Let's just call him Just you. first name, baby. Just, just cut it all out. I'll just cut it all yeah, out. Yeah, Every yeah. time I'll just be about to say from here on, I'll just say, Q. <laughs> okay. Q. We'll say based that. on his original nickname when he was <laughs> on the scene. But uh but yeah, that's it. Until next time, Sean Jones, Jordan Calgar, Fred Hudson, our special guest, James Griffin, thanks for having me guys. And of course thanks for coming out. And then uh CIA over and out. <laughs>